Um, hello, everyone. Uh, as I think most people know, or at least you should know, uh, I do these recordings at my home. Um, and they're subject to the things that uh, happen at homes. And so uh, in this particular recording, of this episode, uh, um, in the days prior, a cricket found its way into a uh, behind a wall in a closet. Um, and I was unable to get to this cricket prior to getting to the recording. But nonetheless, uh, in the recording, as much as I'd prefer it not be there, uh, you'll hear a, a cricket in the recording. Uh, it's only in a few occasions that you'll hear it in there. So don't freak out. There's not a cricket in your car or your house. Maybe there is. But there's certainly one in the recording in this episode. Um, so um, uh, my friend is the guest of the show. Sorry, uh, it's kind of in there. Um, but uh, I thought I'd just cop to it, point it out, uh, as opposed to have people freak out about hearing a cricket in the episode. So either way, it's there. We continue. Uh, life goes on. Um, and uh, present uh, the next episode of the Wheel Community Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, and uh, who are you? Today, I am Mr. <laughs> Brown. Uh, uh, Lester, do you have a you have a middle name? I do. What I usually it? just throw the middle initial W. What is, what's the middle name, if you don't mind sharing? It is, uh, it is rhyming, and uh, I remember, I wouldn't say completely traumatic, but in... In early years in elementary school, you would get the the teasing of da 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 da. da. So it is Lester Webster. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Family name. Okay. Um, and you're also a third. I am the third. You are okay. You are the third. Okay. All right. I I I'm a, I am Herbert Marshall Dunville the third. Uh, also a family name. So yeah, yeah. It just it's something. It's something. Uh, right. I won't say regal, but there's something. <laughs> Something, um, something right. fun yeah. about being a third, just right. a lineage in there, and right there, there is something, something about it. Um, either way, yeah, we're here. Um, uh, did you ride yesterday at all? I Today is Sunday, you're Saturday. Did you get Saturday. Ride I did not ride yesterday. What? I had uh, some, some chores around the house some things i wanted to do it was just i kind of took a zero day and just relaxed so i was i was okay with it and then got to see a friend that i hadn't seen in a couple months okay. so i was i was okay with it okay still still good time still yeah. good time um so um how did you get started how did you start writing uh as we already joked i was like i was a young child <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so it kind of in this this season of my my riding, um, I would say it probably goes back to early mid two thousands. Um, so I went to college, had bought a bike, um, actually from AG's here in town. Um, mm-hmm. So I had my first bike in a long time uh, for getting around campus, this that and the other, and um, I started. Uh, up in the mountains at school, James Madison. And okay, it was it was nice to have that practicality. 
uh, to yeah. get around campus. Had no idea what was available to me mm-hmm. there. Because okay. like road riding wasn't in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mountain biking wasn't in my mind. It was just, oh, bike to get around campus. And yep. like for those two years that I'd been there, I was like, I I missed a lot while I was up here. Mm-hmm. But it was probably it was probably happened the way it was supposed to. So mm-hmm. uh, so once I came back to Richmond, I think um, I had been at VCU for a few months mm-hmm. and that bike got stolen. Okay. And, Sucks. and, and, and sweet trusting country mouse that I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had, I had just brought my lock and everything that I had used at, at JMU. And I was like, Oh, just lock it up outside the commons and yeah. came back out. And I was like, still going like, this is, this isn't here. This is, I know I parked it here and walked around and then, Follow the police report and like, well, what kind of lock? And you saw their faces like change as soon as I said, what kind of lock? They're like, yeah, like those, those aren't great here. Okay. It's okay. Like, it's, it's usually a two man gig. We've seen it play out where somebody will come up and pretend like it's their bike fiddling with the lock and they'll cut it. And then another person will come up, look like they're fiddling with their bike, mm-hmm. take the second cut, like they've unlocked the lock oh. and they just walk off with it. Oh. They're like, so oh, that, that, that's gone. Uh, and so from that point, I think it probably took me two years before I bought another mountain bike. Okay. Um, and then from there was a uh, working part time, VC part time, and some of my coworkers mountain bike. So were you just you still just commuting around with the bike, like like getting canvas or like yeah. Canvas? So okay. So thank you because it's a, yeah. it a, a small detail that. I, I overlooked. So I was not living in the city at that point, going to VCU. I was commuting from home, which was at that point before 288 had opened, Mm -hmm. like moons, moons ago. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a 60 mile one way trip. So I would, I would get up early. Yeah. Throw the bike on the car, commute into campus and then use the bike to ride around campus all day for whatever. Okay. And then whenever I was done with, library time and studying i'd throw the bike back on the car and drive 60 miles back home so okay okay all right um so still so right so so not living on campus but still commuting around campus yes. on the bike. okay yeah cool. and then we go ride trails from the campus okay um, and yeah that that kind of like bit fairly fairly hard early okay on. i was like so we would be on jrps and mm-hmm. forest hill at least three, if not four times a week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah. you're just having fun. Okay. Goofing off, go play on the rocks at Texas <laughs> Beach and then pop back up. And yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, so you're riding, you're, you're doing these trails out here on the James, James, River, James River Park system, right? Um, and you're just like, these are awesome. And you're like putting in five, 10 miles and like this is just this is just, you're just thinking like this is this is awesome i just like enjoy riding mm-hmm. there was there wasn't any like bigger thoughts about that no not at that point yeah so it was literally we would just meet at reedy creek um and like all right well we're gonna go clockwise or counterclockwise mm-hmm. and and do the the loop and then sometimes add in forest hill and so that's your like you said five to ten miles okay and if you do everything i think in the downtown loop that puts you at like 10 and Okay. just a little bit of change okay uh so yeah we would just do that and and no ambitions of um 
racing at that point. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that I would start doing was I would go find other places to ride. So, like, okay. so I would like, oh, well, there's a park up here. And then go up, like, maybe it was um, Poor Farm. I found one day when I was looking. So, okay. so like, hopped in the car, went up to Poor Farm and rode. Okay. Um, or little park like right in midlothian area it's like oh i'll just go ride around little there. park not it's not called little park but it's just like a small <laughs> like they had walking trails in this park i can't remember which what the name of it is but i was like oh i'll just go ride the trails in there and those were literally like white walking hiking trails so robius yes off of robius yes i i know that i know this it's, I, I think it's called there. i think it's huguenot park actually it's I mean, right near the hospital Yes, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I also know it's like, it's just really small. Like, this is a really small area because there's like soccer fields or something that yeah. goes past it. Yeah. And you can actually go from the hospital and there's walking path walking path that will get you into the park mm-hmm. and then back so it can connect okay. so you don't have to actually take the road. Ah, okay, um, okay. So, yeah, we just go do things like that. I was like, oh, it's just, just fun and mm-hmm. would, would practice skills, okay. um, just working on like bunny hopping and, mm-hmm. and, and bike handling and stuff like that. I'd actually do that around campus, which was really funny. Okay. Um, like when I need a study break, I just go out and get on the bike and go like practice in the little, um, kind of mini amphitheater area right by the arts, by the school of music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. go over there and practice bunny mm-hmm. hopping up onto the ledges. Um, yeah, because it's off Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you're 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 riding around, practicing some skills, enjoying your riding. This is what years are we talking? This roughly? this would be between oh four and oh eight, basically. Okay. All yeah. Right. So I was part time at VCU that entire time mm-hmm. while working. Um, so it was just like two classes semester something like that okay um okay all right um uh so this is your time right so so that and that's like your whole time while we vcu you're just like riding around you know frequently but not nothing big nothing like nothing mm-hmm. huge okay cool. and then it was somewhere around 2006 Okay. So VCU had the Sovo Fair, so student organization and volunteer opportunities. Okay. Fair. And basically it was like a big club day. Okay. So all the organizations and clubs around campus would come and it was at Siegel Center and okay. they would have tables and so you could walk around and see different interests and mm-hmm. find out what they do this that, and the other. Okay. And so walking around, there was a mountain bike club. Had no idea it existed. And okay. I was like, and I came up just like the most excited, most excited squirrel ever. It's like, oh, what do we do? Y'all ride? You want to go ride now? It was, I still remember yeah. the looks on their faces. They're like, you're doing a lot right now. <laughs> but I was excited actually, because it was just me and the few coworkers that would mm-hmm. go ride. And I, I'd seen mountain bikes around, but, yeah. and other than seeing riders on the trail, I hadn't made any other contacts right. yet. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm joining in. Let's go. And so did a few rides with them. And then I think the person that was in leadership, like the club president or whatever Mm -hmm. was slated to graduate. And they were like, 
yeah, well, I, I'm I'm about done with this. Do you want it? Okay. I was like, okay, sure. So okay. I became the president for the VC Mountain Bike Club. Nice. Um, and then shortly after that, figured out that VCU had a cycling team <laughs> slash club. So it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a NCAA or yeah. It wasn't one of those. It was just a sports club, but it was a cycling okay. club. So started going to their meetings, and they were they were all roadies. Okay, just all of them. Die hard roadies. They were all that. So <laughs> so I showed up like mm-hmm. with this energy with dirt on my knees, and it yeah. was like. What are you doing? But but for the most part, they were they were like okay, you know. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I did Mount Bike Club. That's kind of folding. You mm-hmm. all have you know. Let's merge. Right. So yeah. we ended up merging that into the VCU cycling okay team, and uh, yeah, was okay running that inside of that team. Okay. Uh, so I did that from two thousand seven or eight until um 10 okay 2010 so okay um so so now you're with the the vcu cycling club Mm -hmm. um pulled in the the mountain biking club um into there uh but still making sure there was some mountain bike focus stuff for y'all to do okay And, and quickly like once once i started going into the like the club meetings found there was another guy that mm-hmm. was that did more mountain biking than anything. So he and I started chatting and then there was mm-hmm. another one or two people were like, oh, okay. So there's there's a few people in here that were into mountain biking more, more than so than the roading. Okay. So all right. And then that's when I learned about racing. Okay. And it seems weird to say because you know the popularity of like Tour de France and all mm-hmm. these other big races they've been mm-hmm. in the US, but it was nothing I'd ever actively keyed in on like you would see like i remember now that i think back like growing up in the the 90s like the the evening news where they would like and now here's sports with chip tarkenton for abc (laughs) local abc8 or whatever but yeah uh and they would do like flashes of lance armstrong Mm -hmm. at the tour de france or Mm -hmm. whatever and and Mm -hmm. he wins again you're like oh okay right and that's it yeah didn't think any more about it yeah um so yeah, it was VCU cycling that got me into racing because okay. I was like, there was a whole collegiate division within USA Cycling. Okay, and I was like, oh okay, and then like yeah, well it's broken up into regions, so okay. group group geographically. So mm-hmm. we were the ACCC Atlantic Coast Collegiate Conference. Or some variation. It, okay. w- it was a running joke for a long time because <laughs> the C's would get shifted and they would just be A, C, 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 C. But yeah, so the our conference went into Maryland. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, Naval Academy and University of Maryland as kind of like our most northern teams. Okay went as far west as West Virginia, so West Virginia University, mm-hmm. the Mountaineers, and then kind of went as far south as um, North Carolina, so NC State, UNC, okay. Duke, and then a few others kind of like right in that area. Okay. Um, so it was a, a pretty decent-sized conference, and 
somewhat compact compared to some of the other ones. Like there was a Midwest conference and that literally just looked like the time zone yeah, for the country. So like it, they had yeah. teams from Montana yeah. into Texas. And when they had race weekends, like half of them were like leaving Friday morning because it would yeah. be a 12 hour drive to wherever the race right, was yeah. and so then turn around and come back. So I, I would say for that fact, we were very fortunate. Yeah. Small, small area, more compact. Yeah. Um, so, um, you then joined the, uh, collegiate level UC, um, USA cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you you hear about the, you find out about racing, it gets you on your radar. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up being, do you recall what your first, like <clears throat> how did it go from, you know, mountain biking I guess you started doing some, was this? I no? did. I okay. did. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it was. And I think when I figured out that they raced, my first race was actually a road race, a collegiate okay. road race. Okay. Um, so, um, it was William & Mary. So, the Tidewater mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, that was co- hosted by the collegiate team at William & Mary. Okay. Um, and then they would offer and open USAT category. So like your classic cat one, cat two, cat three, mm-hmm. but they also had the collegiate divisions they would run. So depending on the field size, sometimes you would run out like, Oh, the cat ones are going to run oh, okay. with the cat A's they weren't from right, collegiate they weren't because yeah. of size or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was my first road race. Okay. Um, and the bike that I rode, I had actually gotten probably that previous, just that previous fall. Um, so, okay, just wait. <clears throat> so you have been doing almost exclusively mountain biking, exclusively mountain. Right? Yeah. Trails, commuting around the campus, helping with the club, um, organizing, you know, probably some local rides and that kind of thing, but mountain biking, mm-hmm. uh, fall of some year, you finally, you get a road bike. Mm-hmm. Do you then like full on transition to road biking? And then like, I'm no. okay. No, I was still resistant even at that. Okay. Um, but the. So the bike got on my radar, the actual road bike got on my radar because I was working in one of the um, one of the departments in the Division of Student Affairs. So I was working at the Career Center. Okay. And mm-hmm. one of the, the staff there was a big road rider, and she actually did a bunch of rabbit rides. Okay. Which Area Bicycle Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, she figured out that I rode. She's like, oh, well, you should come out, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then quickly found out that there were other people around the university that Mm-hmm. did rabbit as well and so one um was a higher up in division of student fairs and she's like hey so and so is getting ready to get another bike mm-hmm. and they want to sell the one that they have uh would you be interested i was like well i don't know i was like well if would he be willing to bring it to campus?" she's like yeah mm-hmm. he'll bring it to campus so mm-hmm. so she was the broker for the deal okay <laughs> um but yeah so and that's how, that's how you got the, that's how I got first, the road bike. First, first road bike. Got the first road bike. And then I tell okay. you, it was one of those moments like I got on the bike mm-hmm. and I was going down Main Street and like just kind of getting adjusted to it. And then I stood up and put in a strong pedal stroke and the bike went. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is different. This is very different. Like everything that I generate yeah. goes into the bike and then equal speed. Yeah. I was like. Oh, okay. And then you also figured out how quickly you ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if you're listening, thank you so much, Rhonda, because 
this is all your fault. <laughs> um, so you, you get the road bike. Yeah. Uh, clearly know some differences. Yeah. Um, and then, so you, you ride the road bike some mm-hmm. to some degree, but still mostly mountain biking. So mostly mountain biking because we're in the fall and that's a, you know, it's a great right. time so, to be yeah. out and ride. And, um, I may have done one or two collegiate mountain bike races that fall. Okay. And the road bike was just kind of a, a training tool and mm-hmm. just something else I need to have. Cause hanging out with the rest of the club that were mostly roadies, they were just like, like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a team ride and this that and the other. And I was like, oh, we're y'all gonna hit They're like no. This is this is road. We're gonna go ride Riverside. We're gonna go ride out east or, or whatever. So I was like, okay, if I'm gonna do this, I need to have the correct the correct mm-hmm. equipment. So Okay. Um, yeah, and then it was that that next spring, okay. my first road race with the club. Okay. And uh That was the was, that was the William and Mary? That was the William and okay. Mary. And like and I thought I was doing great. And then just, then they decided to step on the gas and I said, I yeah, said, bye. <laughs> and it's funny how in the middle of a race, your goals change. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be DFL. <laughs> and I didn't, I was not, I was, I beat one other person that had been my yeah. only goal at that point. Once yeah. the field went away from me, I was like, okay. And that was kind of like that second spark. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. There's more you can do with this. So, okay. Um, I think shortly after that, I started doing something resembling training what okay um so your first race you see you see a difference uh when the when the group when the uh the peloton picks up the pace yep and it becomes you know sort of i think matt said it was a similar thing like the first race was like i'm just going to survive mm-hmm. um but um so uh you, you do that first race and do you first road race because mm-hmm. you've done some mountain biking races yeah how the mountain biking races go uh the mountain bike races have been like I said, if if the time if the timeline is correct, I've maybe done one. Okay. Uh, I know my first local mountain bike race was two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and it was at Poor Farm. Okay. And I used to do the Poor Farm Spring Cup and Fall. Okay. Cup. And so it was the I'm going to assume it was a spring one because it was real cold. Okay. Um, and I had started training with I want to say I don't know if it was even formal training but there was a guy that I ran into on the trails riding out there I think mm-hmm. in preparation for the race and he was like oh well, what do you do yada 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 chat and he's like oh well I'm doing some training rides ahead of this and mm-hmm. so like I would meet up with him and we would ride out there and ride different places and talk about a couple of things and so okay. I was like all right first race here we go and uh Okay. Yeah. Similar similar goals adjustment very quickly. Okay. <laughs> like just, ooh, I gotta I just have to survive this one. Okay. And did, but it was a lot of fun because I had ridden the trails and kind of knew what to expect. How was your, your bike handling? Because I know with mountain bikers, um did I from my understanding, mountain bikers have regular mountain bikers have better bike handling than road bikers, dedicated mm-hmm. road bikers. Um, did you feel your, your, your bike handling was, was up to snuff to race or do you feel like uh, just your watts needed some improvement? For having ridden with that guy, his name is Morgan, um, mm-hmm. for having ridden with him and then another few people, I felt okay about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not out there, you know, 
so there's bike handling and then what you see in YouTube videos. Okay. And, yeah. yeah. And, right. and that, it, they it are, in some instances, a very far road apart because what gets the clicks is, I rode off the side of this hill. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I went downhilling or um, slope style or um, the big the Red Bull event out in Utah. So uh, it, right. The riding down the side of a, a sheer cliff. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So there's yeah. that. And then what happens probably 70% of the time mm-hmm. is just... Regular trails, riding, negotiating features, okay, and and figuring out how to become smoother, maintaining momentum, and navigating. So, mm-hmm. um, so I felt fine about it at that point. I was like, all right, well, we're just gonna go do it because they had mentioned it, and I was like, okay, okay. Um, so you do this race, uh, change goals in the race as you, you mm-hmm. know, this, your, mm-hmm. your mountain bike race. Do you feel like? This was actually still awesome. I want to do this again. Was it like, eh, maybe not for me? Like, how was it the feel, if you can recall, like, really after both the, the first the first mountain bike and the first road race? Did you think, like, even though you didn't place or even in the, the top group, did mm-hmm. you still think, I enjoyed that. I'd like to do that again. It was definitely the latter. I was like, I, I want to do this again. I want to figure it out. Okay. I want to be better. Okay. And so that, that kicked it off. Um, okay. And so, more more riding, okay. more formal training. Okay. I had um, worked like, with some individuals at Endorphin Fitness here in town at some point. So wait, so wait, the 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 training because there's yeah, you know, there's like oh, I've got a mountain event coming up. Let me just ride up and down hills, and then there's let me have a structured workout plan where I have to hit X watts and cadence and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. where were you at with the, the, the uh, training kind of the thing? The very basic level. So okay. I didn't have, I don't even think I was running a bike computer at that point. Honestly. Okay. I may have had like one of the cat eye ones that just like registered <laughs> speed and distance. So you kind of uh, knew, but no, no, there was no power meters. The, there was no heart rate in those early stages. Now, Quickly. Now. I did get it. Um, okay. Luckily, VCU, a VCU cycling club had been pretty successful. So we had had some riders um, do well at mm-hmm. like, state championships. Okay. We had sent some riders to um, collegiate nationals. Okay. And um, luckily, kind of off of their successes, we were able to leverage some partnerships. And so one of those ended up being Cat Eye. And okay. so we had the ability to order some items at a, a, a nice discount. So Ooh, we would nice. outfit the club with lights and bike computers and heart rate monitors and so i end up getting getting some of that okay um not too long into being the team so okay. it was just you can now see what's happening to you mm-hmm. like, oh yeah i'm at 185 beats per minute right now <laughs> this is what it looks like when it goes yeah <laughs> we're going very hard and then oh i'm at 200 now yeah mm-hmm. this is hummingbird territory yeah and i should probably calm down yeah yeah but no okay yeah. uh so yeah the, the training in the beginning was was fairly fairly kind of basic like i just worked on riding more riding the same things and just being consistent and faster okay um so so a mountain bike so the mountain bike race was your, your your first mountain bike race, and then close to the next year is your first road ride. What what year? What time frame are we talking about here? So the Roughly. mountain bike race within eight, I think, was in early two thousand eight, and then okay. I did um, the collegiate road race, and then that fall would have been my first season of doing 
a lot of the collegiate mountain bike racing. Okay. Since two thousand. Okay. Yeah. And um, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun because you end up having this kind of camaraderie and mm-hmm. people. There's some people that took it really seriously. Some people that time just took it. That's fun. But mm-hmm. if nothing else, it was really just you got the opportunity to go ride different places. And mm-hmm. for a mountain biker, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that the same thing doesn't apply to a road or whatever, but yeah. the more things you can ride and learn to read and learn to read quickly, yeah. just mm-hmm. the bigger your toolbox is. So yeah. like, there would be some places that we had raced and... Like, there was one race down in coastal part of North Carolina. Okay. That was an NC State mountain bike race. Had never ridden there. We didn't get there in time to do a pre-ride. Okay. But it was fun. And yeah. so, like, the morning of, we kind of go out there and, and do, like, a, like the first mile of the trail and then, like, the last mile of the trail just to kind of mm-hmm. know, figure out what our visual cues are for here's what I'm going to see. And I think I remember in the middle of it looking up and, like, okay, this is pines mm-hmm. so you get some needles but you got kind of sandy soil and i was like mm-hmm. okay i've ridden stuff like this before okay and I kind of like just apply that skill set and just kind of laid over what i'm tackling at that point okay and usually by the second or third lap then you kind of adapt to what it is that you're going to see okay so like okay now i remember seeing this from the first lap okay okay here let's try this line it, like i said if you know the chance to pre-ride something riding lots of different things and Building your skills that way is is invaluable. Okay, so so adjusting to that terrain type. Yeah. Was, okay. Um, so you, and, and to that note, yeah, figured out very quickly that what we have here in Richmond mm-hmm. is some of the craziest stuff. Yeah. That that we would see in the state, short of like riding at Massanutten. Okay. Or going and riding, you know, real mountains. Like the amount of technical features that are compressed into just buttermilk oh and yeah. north bank mm-hmm. like most of the team ended up being very comfortable in technical trails because that's what we rode right. every day yeah we didn't know any better that's what i started riding and <laughs> knew no better yeah and i think <laughs> it's been like a few years later mm-hmm. and they had the trail signs at the start and i never stopped to read it yeah i was like oh trail i go ride mm-hmm. and i stopped one day and looked at it and it was like buttermilk trail advanced skills and then there's a caricature <laughs> of like a stick person on the bike yeah. and coming down the hill and then there's a a log at the bottom of the hill and yeah. it's just like be aware yeah and i think i think in somebody may have like sharpie on there like the other side of like the person having fallen off the bike <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like this is what we ride every day like ignorance was really yeah bliss because we mm-hmm. didn't know how crazy these were so uh, so stuff like that really did just kind of benefit benefit us without realizing it. Um, and from what I understand, like, there's not many places nearby that are like Pocahontas, like that is elaborate as Pocahontas, it, particularly it now. It is. It's okay. true. When when Pocahontas and like I said, they had started that work years ago. Yeah. But I mean, it had only been kind of the fire roads and then the three trails in the Morgan system, mm-hmm. which were green blue and red okay um and so that was like old school mountain biking single track nothing that was like custom cut and burned mm-hmm. out and benched and as nice as something like blueberry um so it wasn't that but um you started with morgan trail and then lakeview uh and you could you could piece together a, a nice long rod 
before they even built half the other stuff that they built now yeah. on Courthouse. So you would just link it with Fire Road. Okay. Um, so uh, the skills you all were building up, you know, riding through through Pocahontas, um, had y'all prepared for the for to train of different areas mm-hmm. that, in nearby? There's just so much going on there. So it's such varied terrain there. Um, so you've started your your mountain bike racing mm-hmm. at this point in time. Yep. Um, how often are you racing at this point right now? Uh, so collegiate season, the earliest a race could start would be when the last school or whoever was the latest to start back, mm-hmm. you could not start the season. So everybody had to be back in session. Okay. So some schools were starting late July or probably not late July, like somewhere like early August, some were going a little bit later to start their semester. So okay. it was like whoever was the last one to start, it was like pretty much like that next weekend was then the first race game on. Okay. And it went until November. Um, okay. So we would have on average like six races in the season. Okay. And it was usually like weekend to weekend, um, like just consecutive. And there might be like a break weekend in there. So like there was a, maybe there was a holiday break, like Halloween or Thanksgiving or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was game one because you mm-hmm. only had so many months to get the season in. Yeah. And for those that were looking to go to collegiate nationals, yeah. so many races to get points in to qualify to be able to go. And did that, and so, so it sounds like you were, you were racing, you said what, every weekend, every other weekend? Almost. Okay. How'd that feel to like to, to, to go from, you know, you were just riding around with friends, with the mm-hmm. club mm-hmm. to, to like racing every weekend. Like, did that feel that much more awesome to do that? Or was it just like, yeah, this seems like just what I was doing before kind of thing. Like. Yeah. Once again, I was all in. Okay. I was like, where are we going? Like, where's the next race? Okay. Who can go? Who can't go? Who's got schoolwork? Yeah. Other considerations. And we, I ended up kind of taking the role as VP in the club for mountain biking. There was a VP for cyclocross and a VP for road. So like a person that was. Okay. Coordinating racing, making sure that reimbursements Receipts for collected reimbursements were mm-hmm. handled and then like mm-hmm. ordering for, you know, products. So okay. we ended up having a deal with Schwalbe as well. Schwalbe tires or Schwab. Reimbursements? Uh, so as a um, club mm-hmm. in the university sports club, they had a budget allocation as part of student affairs. And so there was a pool of money. There was a allotted for sports clubs mm-hmm. or yeah sports clubs and then they would carve out per each club mm-hmm. and you would submit what your needs were for the year so as far as for travel this that and the other yeah fuel hotels and so they would say okay we're allocating this much mm-hmm. per club based on last year what you project to do yada 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 um, okay. So they recover fuel, they recover housing. So hotels, oh, okay. they decide to do it. Okay. Um, and then they recover race fees. Mm. And th- since then, the yeah. structure has changed. So it's not quite as. Sure. Wasn't, you know, quite the luxury that we used to, which is yeah. true for most things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'd be okay, who's racing this weekend? How many, how many cars? All right, well, we have this much we can do for hotels. Let's 
find a hotel, yeah. pack it out, carpool as many as we can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, the each VP would handle that for for their, their specific discipline. right there. Okay. Okay. Um, um, and you were handling for the the VP for the the mountain biking mm-hmm. portion group division. Let's mm-hmm. go with division club. Yeah. Whatever. Or yeah. Uh, so um, you're loving the racing. Yeah. Um, you're you're all at this point uh, mountain bike racing. Yep. Road racing, you were doing like, some road races. So okay. I'm doing a few of the collegiate okay. road races, okay. the ones that were kind of because at least at that time, the vibe was one that like everybody's in. We mm-hmm. all want to go do it because yeah. we enjoy it. And we had riders kind of in each category. So we had like our fast guys were in the A category slash cat two, cat one was the equivalent. Okay. And so inside of. Or just like within the Tour de France where there's a points classification and mm-hmm. it's finishes and how many points that earns and the same. So the yeah. same thing existed within the cycling conference per season. Okay. And so you could, depending on how riders finished in a race over the season, you would earn individual points mm-hmm. that would go to an individual omnium okay. per riders and then one for the club. So how many ever points an individual earn would go towards the club total. Mm-hmm. And then you would stack out against clubs in the total conference. Okay, right. So okay. there was incentive to have a fairly spread out ridership amongst okay. the categories. Okay. So like A riders, their points went, I think their points went deeper Okay. So, like, they may have given points for top 10 or so. Okay. Um, and actually, it may have been it may have been opposite. I can't remember it right offhand. But okay. they awarded points per your placement mm-hmm. per weekend. Um, so, it was, well, we're competing against bigger clubs. Okay. That have, in some instances, actually sanctioned racing okay which is the right way to say it. but basically they were hosting doing their own races well they were hosting doing their races but we hosted races a okay. couple of years that i was running it as well um but no they would actually recruit that's Ooh. what i was thinking what i was okay. trying to say so okay. they would actively recruit riders okay and then they could get scholarships to race so you think about the pipeline that now exists in the u.s for cycling yeah nika or a local series like we have Virginia High School. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that can feed into collegiate. And then that feeds into USAC. And then mm-hmm. in turn into UCI. Okay. So it was the same thing. So these programs like Navy, um, not App State, but there's a few in North Carolina where they had scholarships dedicated just for cycling. So they would actively recruit teams. And these are the teams that you would see at like a national collegiate national championship. They're your podium teams. Like, yeah. And they're up to consistent. Like Colorado, massive, massive cycling scene there. And in the collegiate level, it's as competitive to get to yeah. get onto the team and then have the support to race at that level. Um, so, yeah, we had a few teams that we would compete against that were 
scholarship athletes. Yeah. And then here we are as a sport club and with everything else. And you're just like, it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like that David and Goliath situation. Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is what we got. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that's the first I've heard of uh, scholarships for, uh, for cycling. You know, mm-hmm. people cycling. I mean, it's a, it's a sport. Yeah. Schools supporting it, so so it makes sense. But it's the first time I'd, I'd heard of it. Yeah, and we've had a few come out of Richmond um, that have gone on to do that. So okay. um, a former a former teammate of mine had gone to not Mars Hill, but it's another university down in North Carolina. Okay, and she went there on a cycling scholarship. Um, and then you look at something like Miller School mm-hmm. of Albemarle that everybody knows. Like yeah. Like you're there, and that's a cycling development development team mm-hmm. that is actually like USAC sanctioned, okay, or not sanctioned, but like USAC promoted. And so, like, like you and up there, you're you're a, you were a good junior cyclist. Mm-hmm. Come, and we've had kids that have gone and been in high school, and then will go finish at middle school for like their last two years because you're on that team, okay, you're getting that concentrated training, coaching. And you have access to all that terrain because they're in Charlottesville. Oh, okay, right. So they can go Silly. ride Afton, mm-hmm. whenever they want. They can go do Wintergreen as a training ride. Yeah, because it's just out their back door. So, um, so you're mountain biking, some road mountain mm-hmm. bike racing, mm-hmm. uh, some road racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that first season. Did you feel like you were improving or was it just like every race was like you were enjoying it, but just staying with the pack? Do you feel like you were improving your, your skills and your abilities in that even in just that first season? I did a little bit. Um, okay. And I think like one of my like middle of the season, there was a race at William & Mary once again, because it's close to us. Um, they did it in York River State Park and they sent out our field and like okay so and so and like there's people on the trails like cheering and somebody's like mm-hmm. calling out like splits or placements yeah and i finished my race mm-hmm. and i expected i was towards the back of the pack because it was at least like 20 of us like it was a big field yeah um and then i pop out of the woods and the official was like oh you finished like seven i was like what yeah okay you sure you didn't miscount it? He's, like, <laughs> he's like, no, 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 you're like top 10. I was like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. And it was just another like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Another Improving. Bit, Let's little, see what we can do. A little bit, a little bit of motivation there. Seeing you mm-hmm. get, get the higher placement. Yeah. Um, do you start thinking about like, I need to aim for podiums. Was there ever a thought of like, I need to aim for like being top 10, top five when you were doing your races or was it just, I need to perform my best. I need to perform. I need to perform the best I can. And if that's, you know, spending more time riding, mm-hmm. more, more training, like becoming, getting into like more directed training versus okay. just riding yeah, much, yeah. Um, then okay, let's, let's see what that looks like. Like I said, I've been fortunate to, to find a few training outlets and people to provide some guidance like mm-hmm. in those, those early years. Okay. <laughs> um uh so this is like 2008 2009 yeah okay all right um 
So you're mountain biking, road riding, road racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the season closes out at some point, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, November, right? November? Yeah. And so the, the three kind of just pretty much from November, un- well, from August until May mm-hmm. was a collegiate cyclist lifestyle. Okay. So you would do mountain if you want to do everything. Yeah. You would do mountain from August until November, mm-hmm. and then you would flip across. Okay. From like October, November until January. Okay. Because it was always backed off of when nationals was. So when nationals were were posted, it was supposed to be. So they would like they walk it backwards. Like all right, so the season can start here. Okay. If this the nationals to be okay. able to go to nationals or okay. just whatever, and then. Once February, March hit, that was when you started Collegiate Road. And that was March until June or so. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was... So, yeah, you could pretty much spend your entire academic year yeah. racing if yeah. you wanted to. Okay. Um, did you pick up cyclocross that, that first season? No. Okay. Because, once again, I never even heard. I was like, what do you mean? Was <laughs> and we had a guy on right. the team that had gone to collegiate cross nationals. I mm-hmm. think he went top 15, if not better. Okay. So it was just like, and he ended up being just a stud on yeah. a bike period. Okay. So he raced for the old CBC race team, like when they first opened the shop. Okay. The green, the green wave. Okay. Um, <laughs> him and him and another guy were just those guys like if they're in the field you're just like okay okay it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one all right um so yeah okay. it was once again i was like oh cyclocross and mm-hmm. i think i may have done run one race on my mountain bike okay it's like oh okay i, I kind of get it but it was definitely not the right tool for it you isn't there it are there like rules against what bike you can have in cyclocross so as you so technically yes Okay. They are more, they are applied more diligently as you go up the categories. Mm-hmm. So, like, you look at UCI level, where yeah. they are very strict rules, like, on tire width, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you go through inspection before race, and they have literally a custom custom micrometer of sorts okay it's just like a wood block with a handle yeah but the interior but the the, the interior yeah. measurement is 33 millimeters yeah and if it goes over your tire yeah you're good and if it doesn't they send you back to the pit and you have to apply sure. the right equipment yeah. or you don't race okay so that's applied more at that level okay and then as you walk down so like if you're doing like a regular USAC local cross race there is a rule book you're expected to adhere, adhere sure. to it. If you're going to race something different than a cyclocross bike, okay, it was fine. You're still beholden to like those regulations about tire width and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but when you get to like the grassroots level, yeah, level, it was just, just run what you brung. Yeah. Okay. And some some promoters would even create like mountain bike categories. Sure. If you wanted to do a cross race, but you wanted to do it specifically on a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was curious about that because I think I've heard about um, the, those regulations. And I think the one I'd heard was about 
there's a certain tire width. Mm-hmm. Tire could be be mm-hmm. so wide. Yes, yeah, so again, uh, that's, and that is strictly re- applied at national level, okay. World Cups, World Championships, okay. and then like that tier and up. It's yeah, but not your your local. Yeah, some of the grass side. grassroots like, like if it's not even a sanctioned race, it's like yeah, run whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but you said you, you may have done that first season, you might have done one cyclocross race on your mountain bike. Yeah, and that was because, so VCU had usually requested to host a race okay. in each of the seasons. Okay. They may not have always been our race specifically. We may have gone and done a joint, joint, um, a mm-hmm. joint host with another club that was close by. So okay. I know that we had helped out um, William Mary one year. Okay. We had partnered with UVA one year. Okay. Um, and so we did like a two-day race weekend because now the club had the resources to be able to host a full weekend or access to roads and closures and all that. But we could split it. Okay. So there's pool resources. Like, so I remember we had done one day race in Charlottesville, and then the second day of the weekend we did in Richmond at the Meadow Event Park. I've heard of Meadow. Yeah, I've oh, I've been there. Out past Dawes, well, out past Kings Dominion. Okay. It was right down that road. So there was a circuit race there, and we ended up hosting a collegiate race out there. And I think we ended up doing that in conjunction with one of the local cycling clubs. Okay. As well, so they did the open category side of it. We did the collegiate categories, and okay, it was it made sense because okay. you just it's just the lift and things that college kids aren't equipped to, like filling up permits. Yeah, yeah, going to yeah. the county. What do you mean, cops? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we yeah. just ride. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't. It'd be difficult to think of a college kid to think of all of those things in addition to training and getting prepared for race. Mm-hmm. And luckily the each conference there's a conference director that is a adult. <laughs> <laughs> that is it is, yeah. is entrusted with making sure that the the permits are in mm-hmm. to USAC so that the races are permitted to run mm-hmm. and that the clubs for the most part have what they need, that they they've covered their bases and and this, that and the other. Um, and it's it's a it's a fun job, but it is a lot of what they what we call windshield miles. Because okay. you think about if you're a conference director and how big some of the conferences can be. Yeah. And you're expected to be at every race weekend. That's as many as possible. Right. That's a lot, particularly if you're not racing. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, you get through that that first you know we'll say first season mountain bike, uh, one cycle cross race, mm-hmm. uh, road racing. Mm-hmm. And are you, you, are you still in the, like, this is my, this is the life I want is the, this is the thing that I want to be, uh, you know, I definitely want to be racing. I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm enjoying it a lot. I think racing was going to be something that I pursued as hard as I have okay. at that point. No. And I don't know that many people get that place mm-hmm. quickly unless you've been surrounded by it. Like if you were in a community where there's a bunch of races or if it was in the family or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, so I did. Collegiate racing, collegiate racing, and did like a full season. And then that 
next fall mm-hmm. where we had, or the summer. So over the summer we had um, a local race series, Virginia okay. Off-Road. Mm-hmm. And so did a couple of those races. Okay. Just kind of ones that were local and, and maybe traveled to like one or two of them. Okay. Um, and kind of got the bug more. And then we came back into the the next collegiate season and um, better results. Okay. Um, enjoying it a lot. Okay. Had some more formal training tucked in there. Okay. And uh, trying to remember. At some point, I had like my first win. Okay. And I was like, didn't expect it at all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm for first. And like, nobody passed me. Yeah. And I remember catching maybe some racers that were like started ahead of our field. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this is a thing. Yeah. Now, given this is still like beginner intermediate category. So you're, you're but, win. Win. but a win is a win. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. And, um, think we're now into 2009 2010 okay so i've done i've done two seasons of collegiate racing mm-hmm. and kind of one of my my biggest achievements and prize moments of it is so we talked about kind of the conference structure mm-hmm. and then the different clubs within side of that and um we're at the fall mountain biking season okay collegiate and it's we ended up having like eight of us okay. that wanted to race a bunch. Okay. And so I was like, all right, well, here's the calendar mm-hmm. and we're just going to race. We didn't have any like big ambition to like go out and win, but everybody was enjoying it and mm-hmm. we were able to recruit people. And yeah, so we hosted a race. We did a bunch of races. And then somewhere around the middle of the season, we started looking at the points and realized <laughs> that we're running in the top two mm-hmm. or three for okay the conference and we're like, okay huh okay didn't expect that and so like then all of a sudden the mentality kind of shifted a little bit in and then everybody's like well let's just keep going and then everybody <laughs> just kind of like dug in yeah and and every week we watched the points kind of just where they fell yeah and we were getting better, better riders, and or the riders were getting better, and yeah. we were performing more consistently. And I think we were our next closest competition was Women Mary, mm-hmm. for the conference for our our subdivision. Sure. So we kind of knew who their riders were, and we knew that we had riders that were B in each class. Okay. So like we knew we had so many riders in. Cat C, mm-hmm. to, okay. to offset their yeah. Cat C rides or B or A or, or whatever. So sure, yeah. we're like, hmm. So we get to conference championships for mountain bike, mm-hmm. and we're looking at the math, and it's close. Yeah, like it's it's close. I think we're looking at placements within like if so and so finishes two places higher. Mm-hmm. Then we're out. Okay. If so and so shows up to race mm-hmm. and finishes 
then we won't. Okay. And so we're at the last race because it was all, like they do race weekends. And so we're at the, the Sunday race, like the, the big race. And so we're all lined up on the line. We're like, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. We, we've been working for it, not knowingly like doing like really structured rides with the team, like working on skills, doing bigger things. I'm just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And so everybody takes off and we've got eyes on who our competition is within it. And one of the riders, a certain Wilson Hale, <laughs> who was riding for William Mary at the time. Yeah. Uh, we knew like if Wilson finishes well, it's going to be very tight. Yeah. And not that we wished it on him, but we're on the way out and then look up and here comes Wilson walking back. Oh, okay. What happened? His his wheel, like he exploded his tire and the wheel was in bad shape as well. He's like, yeah, I'm done. Like, and all this is like being communicated as we're like riding by. Like, oh, okay, Uh, let's go. Yeah. And then everybody just, we just go in and then at the end of the day, they tally up the points Mm -hmm. and we win the conference championship. Yeah. For our for our subdivision, nice. And we ended up having two riders that won the individual competition. Okay. So we're just like, how the yeah, how did this happen? <laughs> this little rinky dink team from yeah. urban, mm-hmm. from a city, yeah, with urban trails, yeah, comes out and wins the championship. Mm-hmm. Just like, well. I'm done. <laughs> like, we done everything we could here. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was that was a a, a key. Yeah, having the, yeah having the team the team win and some some individual wins in there. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And um, so, I was just like, okay, let's uh, like real proud. Mm-hmm. And then I think that brings us into that was 2010. Yeah. Uh, and then 2011 turn the corner and I'm doing more regular racing because I'm now out of the collegiate so I'm now I'm just doing like local races sure okay I'm doing more road still so mm-hmm. now I'm doing you know some of the road calendar for the local races and then I'm doing Brian Park okay um, and traveling for a few crits here and there so okay. um, and I did that kind of almost a 50 50 mm-hmm for probably four years. Okay. For a while. And then at some point I looked up and realized this doesn't work. Like yeah. it kind of works, but you see really like only top level exceptional cyclists are able to do it and be successful in multiple disciplines. Uh, yeah. Like okay. Your, okay. Like and Pauline Ferran Prevost, like who is a multi-discipline world champion yeah she has it for mountains she has it for cross she has it for road she just won one like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. in mountain again it's like okay this is not the norm yeah it's the exception so Mm -hmm. um so you thought that you're gonna try to focus on one more like what yeah so i i was was racing with a local team here Mm -hmm. um because the VCU team had kind of, 
it's it's always tricky with collegiate programs sure because you get this kind of rise and fall with the students right, the that students come, come in, in are they engaged yeah. yada 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 mm-hmm. so we were kind of on a, a, a small downturn at that point and like trying to get people like excited and energized to do it again i was like okay this isn't this is not where it is right okay. now so so join a local team did the the duo for uh can I ask what the team um at that point it was richmond velo sport rvs mm-hmm. yep yep um who had been a team is one of those teams that had kind of been something and morphed into something else and then morphed into something else sure. so um I think their last formal year would have been 2018 or 19. I was like, oh, it's been the last three years. Like, no, well, we lost three years to COVID. So <laughs> um, maybe like 17 right. or 18 was like the last year. You saw they had a really strong presence at Bryan Park and at okay. local road racing um, okay. in the state. So, um, but joined them for a couple of years. Great, great team. Yeah. Um, Ended up having a fair amount of success Good. with them. So the 2011 was when I decided that I was going to do um, the full Boar's calendar. So Virginia Off-Road Series. So I was like, okay. I'm in for the full calendar. I was done in Richmond. I moved to Charlottesville. was training a bunch and then the weekends were months. So I was just all over the state yeah racing and, and training rides and and that kind of thing um so i run up to harrisonburg on a, like a saturday and do some stuff up there and then come back uh and then it was once the summer hit it was just like almost every weekend i was on the road somewhere yeah oh it's a danville race or it's roanoke or it's northern virginia or it's richmond or it's williamsburg and so i spent the summer chasing the series okay and and had lots of wins okay nice. in that in that season uh and had once again it was me and another individual where mm-hmm. we get towards the end and it's like points yeah just just points and it was it's and close. i knew when i had lost it <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was one race and uh i had we started together field started together and I managed to get away, and and put it, put some time into the rest of the field, mm-hmm. and got over. It was at Devil's Backbone, actually. Okay. They used to do races there, and got over the mountain, and got down to the road segment, and either the marshal, the the road marshal, like course marshal, mm-hmm. wasn't like paying quick yeah. enough attention, but I ended up going the wrong way. Oh, so okay. I, like I got, like I got this one. Like once again, you know, it was one of these yeah. things where I didn't have a chance to pre-ride, so it was just mm-hmm. use what's in your toolbox to be able to manage and navigate the course. Mm-hmm. And it was out and back basically. So I got back down to the road section and got disoriented from where we were. Yeah, because basically, like ride 151 up to the top of the mountain. Okay, jump to the trails, come back out to the road, and then ride the road back to the start finish. And I got disoriented and didn't realize that it was a left instead of the right. Okay. And so I hit the road section. I was like, all right, this is over. Yeah. We're done. And so I just started cooking. Yeah. Full TT, like <laughs> holding the tops of the bars, like yeah, going for the gold. And then at some point I look up, I'm like, I don't see 
anything. Yeah. I don't see another racer. I don't see a sign. Yeah. I see nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and then come back and the individual's there. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell you, I was like, you tried to tell me what? <laughs> and then do it climbed well. back up the mountain, came down the hill. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I think I finished like eighth or something, eighth or ninth. So I okay. just finished way down versus being, having, having the win kind of in hand. Just, yeah. So there was where the points went. And it came down to the last race of the calendar, which was a duathlon at Pocahontas State Park. Okay. Keep in mind, I don't run. And this was mm-hmm. the last chance to mm-hmm. possibly get enough points mm-hmm. to put me in the lead for the series. Yeah. I was like, well, there's nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. I got to do this race. And no coaching on running. Yeah. No how-tos. I had some old shoes. <laughs> and just... Mm-hmm. Boop, the whistle went and I took off and made lots of bad mistakes because yeah. it was a run, ride, run. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. So okay. I was like, if I can be, I was like, if I can get to the runs, if I can get to the first run, put time in on oh, the ride, yeah, and mm-hmm. then finish the last run and not fall apart, <laughs> I might have a chance. And went out on the first run too hard. Yeah. Didn't do things that I should have done that were like obvious. And then the ride, I felt okay. Mm-hmm. And the last run just fell apart. Yeah. How, how long were the runs? The um, distance? I think it was two mile, two or two and a half mile. Then like a five mile ride and then two and a half mile run okay 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 all right for that category yeah um so yeah by the time i got back finished it wasn't enough (laughs) and so finished second overall for for the season oh for the category yeah Yeah. and uh but man was it a battle like to this day i see this rider out occasionally be like that, yep, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, was that normal for like a duathlon to be included? No, okay. not typically. So, well, the promoter had a running background. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you have to remember that Vores is basically just a collective of races. They are not all put on by the same promoter. Okay, they're not all in the same area. So, like. It would be, there was one promoter in Fredericksburg area that put on three or four races at different venues. Mm -hmm. There was a different promoter in Harrisonburg, different one in Roanoke, different one in Danville, different one. And so they would all just create races and they would sit under the Boar's umbrella. Mm -hmm. And that was where the series came from. So each race had points associated with it, yada, yada, yada. So the Fredericksburg promoter was a runner as well. And the population up there, the athletes up there, we're runners. They did mm-hmm. duathlons, and I think they had, at some point, had maybe an Xterra or something like that. So okay, so he would do one or two duathlons during the year, and then the promoter here was a runner, and so he did one or two duathlons. Okay, and so they put 
one of each of them in the Boar's calendar. Okay. Just as events to have. Yeah. It's just something to put in yeah. there. Okay. Uh, it sounded like that was not your favorite portion it of it. It was not. Because I just, like I said, I, I was hoping to have had it locked up before we mm-hmm. got to there and then realized this is the last shot to maybe make this happen. So, okay. But either way, great experience, great memories. And that was those years I really built the the off road toolbox like just being able to read lots of different things yeah okay and and, and get better at handling okay skills. um so that's the Virginia off road series mm-hmm. um the conclusion of that with the duathlon yeah um do you take any years off once a, once a racing started have you taken a year off or have Since... you taken school take us have you you taken a season off from from the racing from mountain biking in particular. I did not take a year off until I'm going to say 2019. Okay. 2019 slash maybe part of 20. And everybody took a year off in 20. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I, want, I think I would say it was 2019. And so that was a, a life event that kind of prompted that. So, okay. um, Got married in 2015. Continued to race a bunch. Mm-hmm. 2017, we had our child. Mm-hmm. And raced. So the child was born in November. And I raced that entire year up until he was born. Okay. So, like, was still, <laughs> still traveling around a yeah. fair amount. Mm-hmm. Getting it all in before. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so did that um and then yeah it just kind of throttled down as it should have right yeah throttled down from there so mm-hmm. i think in 18 i maybe did a handful of brian parks and if there was a local race i did that but i wasn't doing a bunch of traveling okay um right. yeah yeah you're home yeah i was home so like somewhere in, in 18 to 19 it was kind of throttled back for sure um, okay I did do a race series in 19. Okay. Early 19. And uh, was very, very successful at that one. Okay. Took, took the overall. Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like ride some, mm-hmm. see if I can get back some fitness. And like it was a combination of doing Brian Parks mm-hmm. and then getting into a few other rides that kind of got me back into shape to be okay. able to handle the effort. So, okay. Um, slightly different questions. Um, when did you get your first cycling kit? So when you were riding around in VCU with the mountain bike, right? Mm-hmm. Commuting, riding the trails, were you just like in biking, sh- like, like just shorts and t-shirt? Yeah. So okay. at that point, performance bicycle was still here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where everybody goes <laughs> for their first, their first bits of gear. So mm-hmm. I had uh, I had a couple of pairs of shorts. Okay. And some shirts. And then okay. I got like mixed in some stuff like general, like athletic wear. Okay. Like just champion like athletic tops. Mm-hmm. Not like tight fitting, but like loose ones that you'd see at the gym and stuff like that. Um, but okay. my first true kit was probably VCU. Okay. Yeah, that was the first kit I got. 
Okay. Okay. And I still have the the club kit, right? Yeah, the club, the club kit. kit. Okay. And right. I still have the jersey. I think the bibs have been since. Been, been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Since when you got your your first kit, um. Uh, were you riding like hydration? Like, what were you taking with you on these these rides? Like your early rides, your you know, you're riding around the James River Park system. Yeah. Like, were the you most, taking anything? The most basic, and I think some of them I didn't even have. Like, there may have been a water bottle cage on the bike, <laughs> possibly. Okay. But if there was, it was just grab a bottle of Gatorade and just throw it in there. And put it, yeah. 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 And not even like partially diluted because you didn't need the full electrolyte <laughs> load because you weren't going to be out there for four hours. Just like mm-hmm. orange Gatorade. Yeah. Bottle. Mm-hmm. Or I just left it at the car and I would come back and drink once I was done. Yeah. So. Um, orange is great. Grape is also great. Grape? Mm-hmm. I found green apple is also surprisingly delicious. Nice. Um, if you can find it. Um, we are, a pin to that, we are the lime cucumber melon flavor. That is very popular in the household right now. Uh, of Gatorade? Or? Yes. It's at Walmart. I uh, come upon it. Lime cucumber melon? Yes. Yep. I had a... Uh, or lime cucumber. I think it's just lime cucumber. It may uh, yeah, have a slight yeah. melon component to it. But we've been out for a big ride here in town and stopped at a convenience store like right near Stony Point. Yeah. And one of the guys is like, oh, they have it. I was like, what are you freaking out about? He's like, they've got this flavor. I was like, okay. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, I haven't seen it since I was in California. Yeah. Like it was a kind of a, a Southwest thing. I was like, yeah. Okay. And so I took a slug and I was like, it's not bad. Yeah. And so I think I had gone somewhere and like grabbed a bottle mm-hmm. for my, I guess we were married at that point. Probably married at that point. I was like, hey, here, I got some Gatorade. And she's like, that's really tasty. I was yeah. like, I had never heard of it. So and so told me about it. Mm-hmm. I got some. And then one day it was in Walmart and saw they were doing it in smaller bottles. So yeah. Yeah. That has been a, a staple in the household when we... When we find it again, we just get like three, okay, three carriers of it. Okay, <laughs> uh, good man. You brought it home for to, to try the the, the tasty thing. Yeah. Um, um, uh, so that's the uh, oh um, a uh, not quite philosophical question. When did you think of yourself as a cyclist? Mm. Like when did when did when did that happen? That you were like, oh yeah, like I'm a I'm a cyclist. That was the part I was missing, and that was what I needed. To okay. So, and in the years of riding and just getting a road bike and riding some more and kind of playing with training, so there was one year I kind of just said, "Okay, I'm going to do some training." And there was um, the previous, well, the founder and previous director for RCC, mm-hmm. Craig. Mm-hmm. He was doing winter training series mm-hmm. in the studio, and so. I did that, and he had offered, uh, I think he offered a discount for the VCU Cycling Club, because we were, we were kind of helping, okay. someone helping in volunteerism there, and it was like Okay, a, okay. Yeah, so I did his full winter series, and um, came out to the first road race, which is William & Mary, once again, Tidewater mm-hmm. Classic, and 
I won my race. Nice. And I lost my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> and I think I like I texted him like that afternoon. I was like, I don't know what you did to me, man. <laughs> but I just won my race and lost lost my mind because it was yeah. the group. I was able to stay in the group. For, yeah. I think we had two or three laps. So I like, stayed in. There were some texts. And I was able to hold him in this, that, and the other. And like hang with the lead group. And then if you've raced that race mm-hmm. in the the other version, the old version. So it went by KOA Campground. That okay. right near York River State Park. Instead of turning right, you would keep going straight down. So we are, and KOA Hill was known to be that hill. Yeah. And it's like relative to anything else in the state, it's not that crazy. But when it's a flat course because you're tide water and then you yeah. get this hill kicker when, and it was yeah, a, it stands out that way. Yeah. Be. So you go down and there was a slight rise and then the kick to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And so sitting there and we're all coming along the flat section before the first kicker and somebody goes and they go out too hard and they pop. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few of us together still. And then we go down the road and we start to bear right up to the hill yeah. to this finish line. And I see somebody else start the sprint. Mm-hmm. And then I stand up like, all right, well, here we go. And just in it, yeah. click gears and come through like three or four other people yeah, and get ahead of them and cross the line. I was like, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> it's like, I just won my first release. Nice. It's like, oh, okay. So that was that. Mm-hmm. And then to then have the success I had in the Vore series. Right. Off road. I was like, okay, this could be a thing. Right. And so then I spent like the next two years racing locally. Okay. And then when I, when there was the possibility for joining a bigger team, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is really real now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, this is about your journey. Was there, was there, clearly you mentioned the, you know, doing the race um, at post training with Craig mm-hmm. and like realizing like, oh, like there's some, some extra watts in there or something, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, were there any other moments of like, hmm, I think I've been, like, I think I can do more. I, I think I'm stronger than I was, like, kind of thing. That that first win at Tidewater was kind of that like, oh, and then we did the rest of that road, the collegiate road season, and I had another win, I think, or another podium finish, mm-hmm. and just overall, it was it was a, a, a good season. I didn't win everything. I think okay, I just like had some top fives or whatever. So, and I don't think I did all that full season because I was getting ready to to flip over to mountain like local okay and this is 2017-2018 this is oh this is back this oh, is this... uh 10 oh okay okay back in time. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah so we're back to that was when it okay. that was the first one I was like oh. okay right those are okay. Okay. So, yeah yeah cool, cool. um okay. so yeah it was it was that far back I was like okay this could be a thing that I might mm-hmm. be decent at and then just like along the way, just more affirmations. So like having another podium finish and then 
2011 and having the success I had in the Boar Series. Yeah. And then the next two years, continuing to race Boars and jumping a category, going to the next category and being successful there. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay, this could be a thing. Um, different question mm -hmm. uh, as also a person of color um, like how many other other people of color did you see out in, in these, these races and things like that man yeah like, so there was definitely the minority the minority mm -hmm. um, yeah as I think back over it and actually I think at one point there was maybe for our conference, mm -hmm. maybe like one other guy. Yeah. And he <laughs> went, he raced for Appalachian State. Okay. Way up in the mountains and in, in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was, I do not remember specifically like what state area, but from Africa. Mm -hmm. And was there on, I don't know if he was there on a scholarship or if he was just there and then started and then picked up bikes. Yeah. And he ended up being, like mm -hmm. he, he got all into it. And yeah. Being very competitive and fast. Yeah. And there's a photo somewhere of he and I going, racing a crit, collegiate crit. Yeah. And we're going to this turn together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's us. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah. VCU had some diversity, so mm -hmm. uh, kind of mirroring off of the the student makeup that yeah. VCU had. Yeah, so yeah, we had sure. uh, mm -hmm. myself. We had two riders that were um, Philippine Filipino descent. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, otherwise, like you would see most races, you'd be like, no, no, no. And it was, it was like that for a number of years. I think for a number of years, even Brian Park was kind of like that too. Yeah? Yeah. Like I know there had been one guy that had done the A race. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd been racing a long time. And I would see him every now and again. We would chat just briefly. It, it, yeah. But yeah. yeah, for a long time, it was just, I felt like for a while, it was just me. Um, I thought it asked because I, um, you know, when I started riding, like I didn't see many people of color out riding kind of thing i see vastly more now uh you know one side of the uh, pandemic mm -hmm. um kind of thing so thought i asked about the 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 committed racing scene yeah. during your time um and it sounds like it might have been similar if not less mm -hmm. you know and i mean and even as i started racing outside of virginia so mm -hmm. when, I, when i got onto the the bigger team and we were racing up and down the east coast yeah um it was, I feel like it was just about me. There were a few races in like the Maryland area. There was a, a race series up there and there was a few other guys. Uh, and there was one guy that lived in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. That was, he was fast. Yeah. Fast racer. And like, we weren't in the same category, which was kind of like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah. but yeah, he, he'd be out there just tearing it up and, like yeah. well known, but I can't tell if he was well known because he was good, which he or, was, right. or because you're very recognizable, right? Because, yeah, yeah, person. There's there's, yeah. there's that that other black dude. Yeah. Um. 
that 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 certainly could happen. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean he didn't have abilities. No, no, he, he don't have abilities. Right? He was, like, yeah, he was I good. see him out there. He he be whipping fields, just um, like. But I suppose there's not a lot of, like I don't know how what your upbringing as a kid, but like, you know, I think you mentioned Lance seeing Lance Armstrong, and you you know hear about him on the news, and kind of you know in one ear and out the other, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and not being as exposed to it as a uh, a person of color is a young age, right? Mm-hmm. The, you can go out and you can ride and you can race and you can like, this could be a thing you could do for fun. And, you know, outside of just like meeting your friends and riding to the, to the convenience store or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And, and growing up, so I grew up in the country mm-hmm. and we grew up, grew up on a farm. Okay. So like the convenience store wasn't so close and it yeah. wasn't like, I don't even remember like, Oh, I'll ride my bike to the store. Like it just, wasn't a thing that crossed my mind. Yeah. Mm, it was okay. like, oh, I got home. I was like, oh, yeah, I want a, I want a soda. I'll ride up to the store. Like, no, because funny enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a hill. It mm-hmm. was a fairly sizable hill that yeah. came, you, you started the road, then you went down a roller coaster hill, and then came up kind of a, a gradual one. Okay. And then the farm was back that way. So it was like, now that's a big hill. Yeah. On a, bike and I wouldn't even like walk to the store because there's just <laughs> enough stuff to do around the house that was never yeah. like oh I need to now I, I was fortunate enough to have um, a babysitter because both my parents worked mm-hmm. um, and where she lived was a little bit like a smaller neighborhood mm-hmm. so like it was just down the road and then there was a convenience store or we okay. could go down the road the other way and there was the grocery store. So okay. there was a couple of kids in that neighborhood that we all were in the same grade or within mm-hmm. like a grade or two. And so we would ride bikes around the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, no. Have you, uh, have you, I don't know what the farm situation is now, but have you been back as an adult to like ride that hill? I have. And so it was funny because... And I don't know that there were, I would assume that there were riders back all those years ago that would go ride mm-hmm. around the county. But I know that Raba has a, a ride that starts in the courthouse in the mm-hmm. county and they go out. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know how long they've been running that route, but now you look at something like with kind of this wave of technology for cycling with Garmin and yeah. Connect and Strava yeah. and all these mm-hmm. things. Like you can go on Strava and it's like, oh, so-and-so did this ride. Yeah, and, and you're like, oh, there's lots of people out here that ride now, mm-hmm. and the roads have always been, about had same. always been fairly quiet out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as an adult, yeah, I've gone back and started a ride from my childhood home, mm-hmm. gone down through the roads down to James River mm-hmm. at that point in the county, and then come back up and, and ridden around. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I was like. Why didn't I know this when I was living at home? Because it was rolling hills. I was like, yeah. this would have been great. There's quiet roads, rolling hills. Like, this has been great training. Just, <laughs> it's a kid. Yeah. You can start your, start no, your training. Even as, young. Like, yeah. When I was living at home when I was at VCU. I was yeah. like, why didn't I do it back then? I was like, because that wasn't, it just wasn't in my mind. Yeah, because it wasn't near VCU. Like yeah. all the fun was near VCU. Yeah, all of it was downtown. The trails yeah. were there, this, that, and the other, and that wasn't road and mm-hmm. but yeah you look back later you're like man this actually would have been a great training mm-hmm. area to, to use like, mm-hmm. like could have ridden out to like 
mineral with minimal traffic yeah or, okay. or other areas beyond that so um i not that i, I grew up in chesterfield yeah um, but also went to vcu yeah um but when i thought about like <laughs> going outside to like i'm just gonna take a walk like i would do it at vcu like i would go to <laughs> go down to vcu and like yeah i'm gonna walk around the work around that area yeah um because it seemed like cooler um and still kind of do think about, I should go walk around a fan or something. Um, either way. Um, so I have to get to it. Um, when does Yawn at Dawn start? Ooh, How does it start? Good, 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 good. Good question. So 2011, um, okay. in Charlottesville. Okay. For a job. Mm-hmm. Um, with my, my field of, you know, so I'm a chemist by trade. So I'm in working in my field. Okay. In Charlottesville, got a job. And I'm up there riding more. Mm-hmm. So looking like Jed Clampett, everything loaded on the car, moving to Charlottesville. So I've got, yeah. I've got a road bike and a mountain bike loaded up. On top of the car. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm looking around, getting plugged into the community. So there's Cambic, which is the Charlottesville area mountain bike mm-hmm. club or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got. There's a few road teams. So there was, I think it was Triple C, Charlottesville Cycling Club. Um, sure, okay. And there was um, Fortuna Cyclist, F-O-R-T-U-N-A, uh, Fortuna. Okay. Um, so there was like a bunch of different clubs around there. And so sure. I got plugged in, like following their emails or following like, well, they're doing ride this day and that day and the other day. Okay. Um, and so there was one club that did this ride called Yon at Dawn. Okay. And they started at a bakery that actually one of the club members owned. Okay. And so 6 a.m. they start and go out and they've got four or five different routes that they do. Mm-hmm. And it just rotates week to week to week. Mm-hmm. And when they got back, you go to the bakery and get your baked good. And they sit there and have coffee, and then everybody else would, then they would go off and go okay. to work or whatever. Okay. So it started there. Okay. Um, and so I did a bunch of those. The six a.m. was so rough because <laughs> that was getting up at, and luckily where I was staying was probably four minute car ride, but oh, I would okay. ride there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so I, so it was like a, a seven to ten minute bike ride yeah there, if yeah. that yeah so i'd get up early enough to get kit everything ready and awake enough to go and i would actually now that i think back like i would do those rides fasted so i only think i was eating anything in the morning mm, i would just okay. get a water bottle throw something in it and i think at that point i was like going to like hydration mixes so mm-hmm. whoever was making whatever and i saw a performance i'd grab a bag of that uh how long were these rides they were an hour okay hour to hour 15 okay but the terrain variation that you would get was what made them interesting okay because it was one route that went out west of charlottesville and you basically went by the boar head the boar's head in okay so like hills go down wise neighborhood pop back in coming garth's road and then you're back into the city um, there's another one that they did that went south mm-hmm. out toward Walnut Creek and went up 
Dudley Mountain Road. Dudley Mountain Road. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, there was not a ride they did that you didn't get some kind of elevation. Charlottesville. Yeah. Charlottesville. Yep. And okay. and I would ride my bike from where I was staying mm-hmm. to work okay. every day. So I'm getting miles on miles because I would ride to work, ride home, change, mm-hmm. or sometimes would just bring bike gear to work because there was a few guys there that rode as well. So okay, be like, so all right, we're just going to leave after and go over and ride O'Hill. Okay. And so we would, sometimes we would ride over there. Sometimes we just car up and drive over. Okay. And then ride O'Hill for like an hour or two. Okay. Um, uh, so in Charlottesville, you're, you're, you're riding with this. This group, they're, they have a yawn at dawn, right? Yep. 6 a.m., hour ride, uh, mm-hmm. starting at a bakery back to the bakery. Yep. Okay. Um, and at some point, how long are you, how, at some point you come to Richmond and yep. you... So I'm in Charlottesville from April until November. Okay. April to November, the contract ended. And so I was back home. And was was very fortunate to find another job um, in Richmond, and Fantastic. so back staying back in the area. I'm still commuting from from the county mm-hmm. into the city, um, and then I think at some point, I think it was more so when I moved into the city for the first time that I started doing them. Like I would do them informally. Like I might come in early and then mm-hmm. ride Okay. on a Friday morning. Just, just cause just like because I would sure. come in. Cause that was what it was. Okay. We had a gym at work. Mm-hmm. So I would come in early. Okay. Bike, change gear, go ride mm-hmm. and then come back, shower up and then go upstairs Okay. and work. So I think I did it that way a few times. Um, and I found a few people at work that rode as well. So it was kind of like, oh, we've got a little community. So okay. I do this, but I would, sometimes we would do lunchtime rides. Sometimes it would just be, you know, maybe after work for a little while. Sure. Um, but yeah, when I, when I moved into the city in, in 2013, that's when I formally started Yonadon. And so I lived right at Grove across from Retreat Hospital. Okay. And yep. I just started general posting on Facebook. Hey, I'm riding. Anybody want to come? Mm-hmm. And I think I would do it like almost every other day. Like, hey, I'm because that was people weren't doing like formal groups like yeah. on Facebook at that point where it was just like some people were just like, hey, I'm riding. Anybody want in? And then like people and you would like reply, yeah, I'll, I'll come ride or no, I'm not going to do that. And I would, and that was the days when you would tag people and everything, mm-hmm. just like Lester tag. 15 people in his post. <laughs> like, There's some etiquette now. Yeah, yeah, etiquette now is, is very different. So, so yeah, uh, I moved in the city and then, yeah, was started with just the calling out a few people that had ridden with me. And I was like, all right, this is the ride, 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. museum for an hour, finish at Montana Gold. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing these rides informally yeah and going to montana gold just yeah getting something and so i started to i think i met Cher yeah earliest Mm -hmm. on just because he was Mm -hmm. like this guy comes in here and bike kit every friday (laughs) and buys a cinnamon roll yeah and then like 
a few of us were doing it. So I was like, hey, yeah, we're going to go here and then finish there. But I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then unofficially, Montana Gold became the finish spot mm-hmm. because you right. have to... You have to go into a positive calorie deficit <laughs> for our ride. Don't let this hour fool you. You're yeah. going to double back your calories that mm-hmm. you may have lost. Yeah, you get that cinnamon bun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so so the groups so group starts coming with you, and it's just like Friday. You start doing action on the Friday. Yep, just Friday. Okay. Yep. Um, at some point, did Cher say something like, "Oh, what's going on? Like, how are y'all showing up like every every Friday?" Yeah, I think she was okay with it. And then I was like, I think to her, I was like, yeah, we do these most every Friday. If it's not raining, we're mm-hmm. coming here. And I can't remember if it was like a, but I don't think she necessarily changed her production schedule or volume okay. to accommodate us early on because okay. it was just like five or six of us that would just come in there. Yeah. And like we get one thing each and then like some mm-hmm. water it was it was fine um mm-hmm. but yeah then probably what was it like 17 okay. 16 we were riding it more consistently and somebody's like why don't they have coffee like because we would do <laughs> we were doing it in stages so we'd go there yeah and get our breakfast treat mm-hmm. and then like oh well i got some time well all right, we're going to go down the street to Capital Coffee. Mm-hmm. Or we'll go over uh, to whatever. Okay. So, like, we'd go somewhere else for coffee. And it was okay. like, it'd be nice if you guys had coffee here. Because yeah. we, it's kind of annoying to go here and then go somewhere else. Go somewhere else for the coffee, yeah. And uh, she's like, okay. So, mm-hmm. she heard it. And then all of a sudden, it started with just, like, a little coffee maker. Like, a yeah. Mr. Coffee, like, single pot that she, like, brewed for us. And then she's like, you know what? More and more people have been saying something about this. And then mm-hmm. now you kind of get the the current form where they have the whole coffee yeah. nook yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, which, let's just say that y'all and Adam made that happen. <laughs> You're welcome, Richmond. <laughs> um, let's take the blame for that. Yeah. Um, uh, and for anyone who's listening, uh, Cher uh, is she's the owner. She is the owner. Yeah, Cher is the owner. Her of, husband, Rich, um, of Montana Gold Bread Company. Uh, I do recommend the Buns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this starts, um, Yana Dawn. So twenty seventeen, um, there's some some formality to it, and the coffee, uh, the coffee happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then just since then, it's been. Like I said we we don't ever ask too much of her, and mm-hmm. and her and the staff are usually happy to see us. Like, mm-hmm. and when it's it got a bit more formal, like I think fourteen or fifteen is when I started the Facebook group. Okay. So it would just be like, I would go in there and post Thursday what the route was going to be, mm-hmm. create the event, and people could go in there and check yes, no, yada, yada, yada. Um, so doing it that way just made it a lot easier. And just like, yeah. Here are the five routes that we rotate through, and I yeah. just mapped them over just my own rides. So like yeah. I would go mm-hmm. out and like, oh, I, we'd go out and go through U of R and then come back in. Mm-hmm. So those first four or five rides, I just made, just riding around and figured out this is about an hour and the distance is good and it gets us back here. Yeah. Um, and then you came and <laughs> made it that much better, which that that is as sarcastic as it sounds, it's very true. Uh, he, Trey has done a great job of getting more routes and and better and more areas of the town to see. Um, 
and it's funny that we both kind of created a tour to Richmond route where you get to see a whole bunch of mm-hmm. downtown different, different areas, areas yeah. you wouldn't expect to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the Facebook group made it a lot easier to manage mm-hmm. and Cher and Rich are both members of the Facebook group. Oh, okay. So, nice. so like, they can see. So yeah. she can see like when the gets posted up and mm-hmm. where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I was like, this usually runs from like April, September. So yeah. if it's not raining, you usually expect to see us on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so half the time when the event gets posted, yeah, she gives it a thumbs up or a heart mm-hmm. and like, see you guys tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. Um, which is great. It's great that she's, uh, that she's being supportive as opposed to like, no, you guys can't come here and hang out. You like, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I mean the, the tens of dollars that we, <laughs> I mean, it's nice to have the regular, you it know, is, it is. And I mean, and some company. people like there's a, there's a, a few rides. I can think of like two offhand that they would end up going into work a little bit late, mm-hmm. but they would bribe their team or their staff and they would just get extra right like, yeah come in with muffins. so like come in with muffins or a, a box full of the cinnamon buns and just be like oh hey i brought everybody this this is why mm-hmm. i was late here um reminds me of david uh david schriever yeah um going to get he, he would he bring back a muffin for his wife yes yeah i remember him riding back with muffins quite often uh for the end of the ride <laughs> part of his negotiation for doing it yeah like um, if i can go i'll bring you back and it's like i think it was like a chocolate off or something but like it would always just be like he would hold it some, like some precarious way mm-hmm. and then make it back safely with it intact if you can't go in the back pocket i'm not taking it yeah yeah um uh but yeah uh so i oh god when did i join i think i did my first one in 2018 i was gonna say like minus three years yeah um, yeah, um, and I was like, "This seems a bit ridiculous to get up to show up for a ride at six thirty a.m." Uh-huh. And I know I drove there the first time uh-huh. when I was living in Churchill. Yeah, but I definitely thought this seems. Why would I like all of my rides before had been like maybe a nine a.m. start because I'd done an event or yeah. I'd been in in the evening or the afternoon kind of thing. So that was a was that my first morning ride that was my first like morning ride like early morning ride was doing the yawn at dawn yeah which you know but after showing up like i think the second or third it was okay this is not ridiculous other humans are doing this Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing oh the proposition of it like unless you're already a morning (laughs) person like i'm gonna get up how early Mm-hmm. And I always considered the incentive to be like, you're going to go eat a cinnamon roll yeah. the size of a small platter. Yeah. This is this is why it's worth it. And we're not, it's not a race ride. Mm-hmm. It's chill. There's no sprint points. Like, yep. you just go out for an hour. You mm-hmm. get some fresh air. You right. see some sun. You see some good scenery. Especially right. our Riverside Loop where we come down the hill and you can see Right, the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, you get some scenery and then you get to eat. It's a great and then you've got your ride in for the day. And mm-hmm. if you feel ambitious and... You know, some people will. They'll, they'll come back to the bakery and then they'll continue riding on or there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, how often? What would you say the ratio of people who are just like, y'all start when? Kind of like they get the they they're they're incredulous about the start time. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. 
I feel like the the sense of community that I tried to put out there mm-hmm. hopefully offset it. So like it was offset like grumbling about the start time. I was like, mm-hmm. well, you showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give you as good an experience as I can. Yeah. So we're going to see different parts of the mm-hmm. city by a bike that you never have. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get good baked goods. Right. Yeah. And then it just, the and it, it was one of those organic growth things. Like mm-hmm. I was never pushing for people to come. It mm-hmm. was just, there were a few people that did it a bunch and then they told you tell a friend and mm-hmm. I'll tell two friends. Yeah. And then we end up with what? 30 people rides. Yeah. That are just insane. Yeah. Um, um I told a guy yesterday that I, the guy I met out in the trail doing a ride. I was like, yeah, like if you're, if you can get up that early, come join them. And I, I tell people quite often because it's a chill ride. Yeah. You know, people with different abilities. I'll come out and enjoy the ride. So I definitely uh, tell it to people. Uh, but there's quite often they're like, y'all get up when I can't, I can't do it. I can't do that that early kind of thing. Um, like I said, and it's, and it's, it's early, especially if you don't live in the fan and yeah, you decide yeah. to ride there. Yeah. Like, and this is where I give like our, our one mutual friend yeah. mm-hmm. all the props because she gets up at 4.30 mm-hmm. yeah. to be able to get herself ready and everything in yeah. there for the ride. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot. I, and I've timed out from my house. And since we live in the same yeah. area, like mm-hmm. if I am clipped in and ride by <laughs> five after, by five after I can make it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's any later than that, it's just a sprint. Yeah. The entire time to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I, I actually kind of like, I like that now mm-hmm. doing the ride to it and ride back because it gives you because I end up with like an hour mm-hmm. 40 45 mm-hmm. on the clock and if I decide to do extra after that mm-hmm. then yeah you get a good ride in yeah with a little treat in the middle um, right um, this the, the the cinnamon bun is great uh, the community is awesome which is why I've come to, to so many of the things so uh, I want to know the story of the yawn and dawn starting that yeah. uh, kind of thing. Now, <clears throat> were you leading all of them? Like, when did you start getting the the rest of us to the rest of us to assist? Yeah. So the the ride team, the the ride leaders team, because um, I think for the first couple, I mean, when I was living in town, it mm-hmm. was it was just it was yep. you. Um, it was me leading it, and plus it was my own like. Yeah. It was working to my my training routine. So Friday morning was recovery ride, mm-hmm. and sometimes I would need to do openers. So it'd be like, "Hey, when we hit Grove, mm-hmm. I might go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It's okay." Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just it kind of started because there was a bunch of you all that were just consistently showing up, mm-hmm. and then I think just when I was like. Hey, would I think I gave you guys the option? Honestly, I think I just did a big group message on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. looking at how big it's getting and how my schedule is changing a little bit, I think I'm I'm looking for some help to be able to lead these rides. And, you know, if we were really ambitious, we would go back into the technology and find when I sent the first it, message it, and be it, like, it. "Oh, it was that long ago." Um, but I was like, right. yeah, I've identified you all as people that are consistent attendees and, and enjoy the ride and are promoters of it. 
was like, I'm looking to kind of get some more rod leaders. Mm -hmm. If you have any interest, message below. Mm -hmm. If you have no interest, feel free to leave the chat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No hard feelings, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And ended up getting four to six of you all. Mm -hmm. Yep. Early yeah. on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if it was not, if I was able to leave, if I was still leading, mm -hmm. you'd be the co-leader. So mm -hmm. it'd be like mm -hmm. yeah. somebody in the front mm -hmm. of the group and then mm -hmm. somebody in the back making sure. And it was, that structure was already kind of there, but it was just, right. it got formalized that way yeah. because it was a rod leader. Um, and then some days I could, I would be there, but I was like, who wants to leave? Yeah. I don't have to be at the front all the time. So I yep. would just be in the background and be like, mm -hmm. Trey's leading. Yeah. Trey's leading. Yeah. Somebody else. I'm just, I'm just here to be a participant. Yeah, I'll sit like in the back. Else. Yeah. Shuttle through the field. Um, yeah. Cause it's nice. It's nice to, I enjoy leading. Uh, I assume you clearly, I know you enjoy leading as well, but it's nice when you don't have to, and you can just like sit and have the conversation. It's not your, you're not, you know, hurting the, the, the sheep. Yes. The sheep, it is. Yeah. 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 You know, um, but anyway, one to one to, to ask about that. Uh, and I appreciate you. Occasionally, we have some new riders show up, and um, they're less experienced. Mm -hmm. So I've I've seen a, a number of times you hanging back with uh, some of the less experienced riders and making sure like they still have an enjoyable time and you know have someone to chit chat with that kind of thing and they don't get lost. Yeah, uh, that's so, the biggest thing is so, not getting so, lost. Yeah, uh, appreciate that because that's one of the improvements that we're still working on is <laughs> like the and let's say and, and to your credit, you, yeah. you're really good about like posting posting the the now shareable like, yeah the the, the route, link yeah. Yeah. to the route. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, what? I was like, and I don't know why I've always resisted like having cue sheets to hand out aside from this. It's just more of a <sighs> it's more of a hassle in a, in a way. You know, cue sheets are fantastic, right? They're fantastic in the happenstance if you get lost, right? You have a cue sheet. But I also, I don't know if I've ever printed out. No, I printed out a cue sheet once on one ride and all the rides I've ever done. And I've never done that again. Yeah. Because you get to print some out. I don't even have a printer anymore. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't have a printer, like, at the, well, I do have a printer at the house. But then it's, like, and I guess once I make a set, it would be fine. Like if I did laminated ones, it was like, hey, they're numbered. I'm handing them out at the beginning. I need mm -hmm. them all back at the end. <laughs> I, something, I guess I do something weird like that. Some but, laminated cue sheets. Yeah. But the I think I've always didn't feel the need for cue sheets. It's because it's a no drop rod. Mm -hmm. And we stop and we regroup. So like mm -hmm. if you get separated, mm -hmm. what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> What did, yeah. what did you yeah. do? Because yeah. nobody is left behind and we wait and we make sure like, and even if somebody has a mechanical, yeah. like you somebody flats or yeah. somebody, yeah. you know, has their chain just explode for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Like, does somebody in the front know the route? Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. You go ahead and take the rest of the group. Right. One or two people will hang back with that person until they sure. get together. Yeah. And then you go. Well, I was like, when it's a no drop ride, there's... It's kind of almost not a need for a, mm -hmm. a cue sheet because you should always be able to see somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It seems unlikely. Right. So we'd stop at all the lights. We realized like, oh, part of the group got caught by the light. So we stop at the next light. So, yeah, yeah it seems like, yes, I agree. It, we should not get to the point of having to print out cue sheets. Mm -hmm. 
sharing the route for others to know gives them a chance to look at it and understand yeah. where they're going. And that's why it always went up Thursday for me. It was like I'd announce it. Mm-hmm. Here's the route we're doing. And it was always just a Garmin file mm-hmm. of like that's make it pull right. into the thing. You could download it. You could do whatever you want. But I was like, we're doing U of R or we're doing mm-hmm. Pony Pasture or whatever. And, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I uh, uh, thank you uh, for bringing Yon and Don to Richmond. I, it, it's been, I, I didn't think anybody else would be crazy <laughs> enough to get up and do it with me because I know that when I did it in Charlottesville, it was like 6 a.m. like this. this yeah, is, yeah. This is nuts, but these are all roadies that are quick. Yeah. And I can, it, it got me into the community there. Mm-hmm. And it got me to know who who people were, who the players were, and mm-hmm. just like it was a great way to get plugged in. And I think I've always wanted it for that. It's just for the most part, people in Richmond that show up, they're already riding with everybody because Richmond mm-hmm. is small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Close close community here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and thank you for telling me about the history of Yon and Don. Yeah. Um, what are some of your memorable events I think you've already mentioned some and maybe you'll double down on it mm-hmm. what are some of the memorable um, do you wait 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 wait. do you do many charity rides because I know you're racing I've done a few charity rides okay um, so I think I did the first year of the the cancer ride that goes Honda up car cancer yep. yeah yeah yes mm-hmm. I think we did the first year mm-hmm. first or first or second year mm-hmm. we did it as a team okay um I've done the, um, and was actually kind of helped start the ride. So a number of years ago, I had the chance to get involved with Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they did these large, large events, different parts of the state, different activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so other chapters of the foundation in different areas in the country were already doing a cycling event and they Mm -hmm. played with the idea of bringing one, but they didn't know kind of how they wanted to do it, where they would do it, how successful it would be. And when I was kind of drafted into, you know, one of their like young professional groups, I was like, Oh, I'll cycle and do this, that and the other. And like, we talked about it and where we could ride and this, that and the other. And I was like, yeah, you could do it. There's plenty of space for another charity ride in Richmond. Yeah, of course. And yeah. so Cycle for Life started mm-hmm. uh, in 2017. Or okay. teased it in 2017. I think 2018 was the first year. Um, 16, 17, 17, 18. One of those two. Okay. Um, and yeah, that one has... It has changed format a little bit. Like the last two years with COVID, they had to do... I don't think they did it in 20 because mm-hmm. one of the the unique challenges in for those that may not know much about cystic fibrosis so it's generally a, a disease or disorder that affects um, breathing mm-hmm. and then it can also have implications on the gut as okay. well um, and then from there some some cardiovascular issues as well um, but one of the big thing, the two, one, the biggest thing is usually you have shortened life expectancy for anybody that is diagnosed with it. Okay. And usually it is a, a typically genetically trait. So if you have a parent, mm-hmm. it's like a yeah, you're, 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 yeah, like most, most, like mm-hmm. your, your chances go up. 
And if you happen to have two parents that have it, then yeah, it's, it's a given kind of okay. um, So shortened life expectancy and, and through the research now over the years, like there used to be a life expectancy of like less than 10 years old. Okay. And then they got to the twenties and I think now they're in the upper thirties into the forties. Okay. Easily with all the different therapies that they're developing. Okay. So the other problem with it is that individuals with the, the genetic disorder are also immunocompromised. Ooh, okay. And so they are typically, they typically take a lot, have to take more precautions Mm -hmm. when interacting with individuals, especially those that may be sick already Mm because they're just more susceptible to getting whatever it is and it being more impactful to them. Okay. Um, So, like when COVID started and they were trying to have events Mm -hmm. and they were looking to bring out ambassadors or individuals that had CF, it was just kind of like, if we do this, everybody needs to be in mask, Mm -hmm. plenty of distance or, and it was, and then they just even did it as general guidance. Like if you have a family member that has the disease or if you're near people, like here, here are some guidelines that we recommend strongly so that you can still be around those people without putting them at more risk. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, that CF rod uh, yep. had a hand to start in that one, and that one's been good. The The route has been fun. It, got, it goes out towards the western part of the area okay. um, and, and ended in, started and ended at Hardywood, uh, the I west heard location. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought I'd heard. Okay, um, yeah. So that one, the clunker, the cobbles for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably been one or two other ones in there, but those are the two that kind of ring, ring truest okay. in my memory and all about it. Uh, especially if you have the chance to do some good fundraising and, and, and you have, if you have a direct connection yeah. and for CF, I didn't have a direct connection. I didn't have any of my family or extended family yeah. that had it. So when I was first recruited into the, mm-hmm. the young professional, he was like, well, I don't know. Right. And they're like, you don't have a personal that's not the point. Like, do you have a passion for, for trying to help others yeah. and for building community? I was like, well, yes. They're like, okay, come on. Yeah. And then ended up finding out that I have a, a good friend, uh, mm-hmm. a longtime good friend who has a family member that has it. And I was like, how would I have ever known this? <laughs> no way I would have ever known this. Yeah. And then it kind of ended up, she ended up being kind of the, um, the focus for my, my fundraising. So okay. like, it was, and not have a chance to kind of, talk to her mm-hmm. or like hear how her stories progress so like she's Tidewater area and then yeah. hear about her treatments and moving from this hospital to that hospital and so I would share her progress okay. in my page okay um, and how the pro how the donations were going and then thanking donors and giving them updates and you know she has some ups and downs and then she had the so the a lung transplant is one of the, while it is the most taxing to the system, it is yeah. one of the the, the um, treatments for mm-hmm. the disease. Okay. Um, wow. And so she had actually had a lung transplant. Done done the transplant, um, and is is doing better. And kind of the last the last I had heard, like she just lives every day for the day. Um, so, but um, yes, no charity rides, all in. How about yourself? Um, 
Oh God, I've done a lot of charity rides. Um, the, the ones locally that I've done, um, climbing car cancer course, um, which I've done it every year has existed. Um, uh, I, I've done cap to cap, uh, heart of Virginia mm-hmm. toward the midnight. I think I've done every year. I think I've done toward the midnight every year that I've been riding since 2017. Um, uh, it said heart of Virginia. Did it say heart of Virginia? Yeah, just Either heart of Virginia. Heart of Virginia. Yeah. Um, oh God. And there's an, uh, the VCU Rams, uh, the VCU alumni community yes. bike ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which they're having again this year. They, they bring they, it back. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to have it um, the 24th of September. Okay. It's this, it's this month. I think I'm going to try to do it, but I don't think they've announced a route. Uh-huh. But it's still five bucks. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's not like five bucks and it's only four miles kind of thing, right? <laughs> that value. Um, yeah. Value. Um, it's, it's definitely the cheapest registration though for like a fifty mile ride. Yeah. At five bucks, and there's a rest. It's only one rest stop. Yeah. It's actually the cheapest registration for a well stocked rest stop that I'd ever had. Yeah. It's um, it's funny you mentioned that one because when I was racing mm-hmm. for VCU cycling, we started that ride. Oh really? Yeah. So the the one individual I named earlier, Rhonda, mm-hmm. she was like. She worked in the Division of Student Affairs, but she also worked at Alumni Association as mm-hmm. well. And so she's like, well, she connected me to an individual in, in Alumni Association and was like looking to create some other events for engagement. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we've been playing with this idea of doing a bicycle ride for alumni, yeah. that, for programs that ride or whatever. And I was like, yeah, do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's easy. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so the whole team for the first year like helped a lot with logistics and layout and kind mm-hmm. of promoting it around and we're out as shepherds mm-hmm. on the course so like, yeah. we had team members at the rest stop that went out with the group made sure that everybody was like staying together mm-hmm. um yeah and that ride ended up being you're right it was very low reg yeah the first years there was the rest stop that was fully stocked and mm-hmm. then you came back and there was a box lunch when you yeah. finished. And mm-hmm. they even had a morning breakfast. Like, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it scaled back a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think my first year, yeah, there was a breakfast at the beginning. There was a police escort. Yes. All the way down Cary Street to mm-hmm. the trail. Uh, very well stocked rest stop that first year. And then the second year, did we have a police escort? I don't think we had a police escort the second year and and there was still breakfast mm-hmm. there was still a breakfast um and then did i do it a third year did i do it a third year that's 2017 2018 2019 i believe 2019 also did it again okay um but yeah uh, a good ride i i probably will do it again this year yeah um and then that's the only um that's the only, those are all the events that are local, Central Virginia, that I've actually done charity rides. Yeah. I feel like there's one more somewhere, but I, I think that's it. Either way. And you get those centuries that are kind of all over and you can, you can chase those. But yeah, you get, the, you got the big ones. Yeah. MS. Mm-hmm. All right. MS. Yeah. You, yeah. You called that one out the cap to cap. Yeah. Uh, um, MS. Um, and um, uh, 
It's not climb to conquer cancer because that's our that goes up Libby Hill. It's it was Operation Rise and Conquer, and then it became. It started at the church on Greenwood. Okay. Um, and then it became. It was Operation Rise and Conquer was its first year, at least the the first year I did it, and then it was something. It became something else, and no, it's it's no longer happening. Okay. But it happened for. It changed the name in 2018 and 2019, but I did it in 2017, um, and I can't remember what the name is. It's something like that. Um, either way, but it was to support the um, uh, who Veterans Hospital and their adaptive like sports program. Oh, uh, okay. Right, okay. and it was raised money for that gotcha. um, to get them equipment and stuff like that because there was no funding for it. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, wanted to ask about some of the events. Um, you don't have a fancy bike computer. Now I do. Or now. Yeah, now I do. Now you Back don't. then I didn't. You did not. Yeah. You still had uh, the cat eye. Yes, yeah, so I had a cat eye that just had the very. I at least I had the cat eye double wireless. Mm-hmm. So it was a separate. It was, a, it was a combo sensor that had the cadence and the wheel, and you had the magnet on the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I I had the wired one for a little bit. Okay, uh, and then no, but now I'm uh, even then right now I don't have the, the top of the line Garmin, so mm-hmm. I had I had one break on me. Okay, and so now I have a Garmin 500 Edge, the Garmin. original. Okay, 500 Edge. Like, wow. Okay, the gray right. and blue. Everybody knows that one because that right. was okay. the gold standard for the longest time, and now you've got Wahoo wow. and um. Yeah, Who's the other one? Um, oh wow, Wahoo and Karoo. Yeah, Karoo or the Hammerhead. Um, yeah, which I still can't recommend yet. Um, the the Karoo too. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, you've got it's 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 like a huge jump by the way from from. Clearly, you should use the computer that makes sense for you. But it is a if you ever upgrade mm-hmm. from the Edge five hundred to, you know. It's a there's an edge five thirty. Yeah. Of course there's an edge eight thirty. Yeah, the the fives, the eights and the thousand right. series and it's just like based on what your purpose is. Like if you're doing touring and you want a full map or whatever, mm-hmm. like then you're getting the eight or the thousand series. It, yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, sure. You're gonna do that routing stuff. So just just saying that there's uh a, a, there will be a noticeable jump. If ever there's a new bike computer in your future, yeah. There will be a noticeable jump from like, oh my god, like everything. Yeah. I can see it all, and tells me my horoscopes as well. Yeah, well, um, and then some of that, like it has its, it's good and it's bad points as most things do. So like I had the five ten for a while and mm-hmm. liked it, and I think that was one of the first ones where they had the ability to do Bluetooth. Ooh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you could do sure. Bluetooth sensors, but you can also pair it to the phone, mm-hmm. so it would auto upload afterwards, and then yep. I think that next gen, then they did the whole beacon thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it went to the whole, like, you could see calls on your computer. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> for me, it was too much. I'm like, if I'm out here for this, I'm out here to be in this moment, focusing on the training and whatever yeah. I've programmed into it. Like, I don't I don't need text messages flying across yeah, my coming screen. Up the screen. Yeah. We're already talking about distracted driving and the impact it can have. Mm-hmm. Like distracted riding, I... yeah, I, I, I can. I'm glad it is capable of doing that. Yes, but 
uh, it does seem like it would. it's clearly a distraction. Like if you get a text message on your bike screen, like it's more of a distraction. It's a, it's a really big distraction because like you have to then, it's not just a number. You've got to like read, stop and like look at this thing and like read a sentence, mm-hmm. which is not the glance down and see what your watts are. Boom, yeah. 200, you know, see the speed. Kind of, like having to read a text message is yeah. um, glad it exists. But it's definitely a uh, a bigger distraction, um, yeah. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can be in the moment. Yeah, be in the moment. Re- I mean, and then they've like there's the other technologies out there, like the the flood of mounts of phone mm-hmm. mounts you oh, can yeah. get now. Mm-hmm. So plenty of people won't even buy mm-hmm. a trail computer; they just do a subscription mm-hmm. to Trainer Road or. Mm-hmm. Garmin Connect or right. Strava or whatever, right. and they're just recording directly in the app, mm-hmm. and they're using their phone as their computer. Yeah, and you're like, that's all well and good, but then you get some of these phablets, you know, the phone <laughs> size tablet, and you're like, this is uh, yeah. a, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have a large phone. I would not strap it to the front. I even have. Um, I'll plug a brand only because I've used it. And I find it to be very quality. Quadlock mm-hmm. is yes. a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, quad lock for everyone uh, is a brand that makes um, different uh, phone cases um, used for higher end phones uh, that you can have fantastic mounting options either for uh, biking um, or motorcycling or just other like desk accessories. Mm-hmm. But the mounts actually they made an update to the mount. Uh, the mounts would like lock in kind of like your Garmin locks in to your bike computer mount. Um, but it locks into these different mount things and you just kind of keep the case on. But now they have one that both locks in and it's magnetic. So it's both just that much more secure. And I think they just came out with it a couple months ago. So you get a mechanical You get a mechanical well and as, a mag, yeah. Yeah. Which allowed them to have different accessories. It still has the MagSafe features while I'm plugging the phone so hard right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> the case has like MagSafe so you can like put do all the the Apple accessories that you're used to yeah. doing. Use the um, share charge or, or mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah. It's uh, like I say, it really is. It's, it, it serves a, a good use. Like if I was going to be just maybe out on the touring rod, mm-hmm. sure. I would, I might consider something like that. Cause it would be more practical than like for the map searching feature. Like, like I said, the Garmin 1000 size of the screen, you know, in that world, yeah. like, yes, it is great, but I can get the same thing on, Google Maps. Yep. If you're an Android or uh, yeah, and just see, okay. just seeing yeah, just seeing the map. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can certainly get on those uh, those other devices. I am scared of having my phone on my handlebars, even knowing there's really great cases. Yes, and that's yeah. it. Like something. Yeah. Sorry, that was probably very loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah. um, yeah, because I know people who've certainly who have certainly lost their phone while I was on. Either way, so yes. Uh, it is if you if for listeners if you think you're going to use your phone or you know someone is going to use their phone as their uh, bike computer um, or on their handlebars, it is worth buying a really nice mount. Um, it is worth paying the extra dollars to get a really nice mount that will hold that thing in there securely. Because um, you want to say like I bought a ten bucks mount and you've lost your yeah, you know your eight hundred dollar phone yeah silicone right. straps around like yeah that it holds it like you hit depending one on what bump. you're doing yeah. yeah um uh earliest memory of riding a bike Ooh. um 
I'm going to have to go with something like tricycle uh, <laughs> in a cul-de-sac um, or, yeah, it, it's probably something like a tricycle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty sure the one that has like the most prominent in my mind. And I don't remember it, but I've heard the story so many times that I have owned, like I've probably drawn it mm-hmm. in my mind. Like yeah. I, I've created the video that goes along with what I've heard. Uh, so, tricycle in the house, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming this was a rainy day or a cold day, or who knows what kind of day it was. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing like semi-hot laps. So, down <laughs> the hallway, and then cutting this right-hand turn. Yeah. And then over, like, through the living room, and then going around and going back. Mm-hmm. So, I'm doing these, like, U-shaped go, like, just ripping. Yeah. And... <laughs> The story goes, my mom says something to the extent of like, stop that or don't do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as as with most like older like growing up older homes, like some, you may have had like nicer pieces of furniture, mm-hmm. so like sure. the china cabinet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I apparently, you know, looking to save milliseconds, this Mars look. I apparently came around the corner and cut it just a little sharp. Yeah. And nicked the bottom of the furniture. And yeah. Took a chunk out of it with the rear wheel. Really? Uh, and boy, he's not happy. Mama about that. was not happy. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> and and even to this day, she's like, it was fine. She's like, I don't know why I got so off about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't that big a deal. And you walk into like into this day, you can walk in the house and look down. And you're like. <laughs> it's it still there that, <laughs> yeah and so it's one of those like in the moment but now you look like oh, fondly seeing like oh fondly remember that I think it's probably one of the earliest moments for for me personally um, well you were you were told not to be riding fast in the house yep and so I can see the parent being rather upset about you disobeying and then something got messed up yep. at the moment but then years later and you're like that was like a chip in the wall like what yeah. happened like she, he didn't knock the house down he didn't get injured that actually didn't amount to a whole lot yeah you know so i can see how your mom's like eh, why did i get that upset about like, yeah and i tell yeah. her every day i was like every time they come I'm like i'm fine mm-hmm. i'm okay yeah i'm not in there <laughs> about it i don't harbor anything about it. i'm like i was like i hardly remember it the only reason i know it is because you tell me about it you mm-hmm. told me about it and i'm like Oh, this is probably exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, tricycle in the house. Um, and then, like I said, grew up in the country, so it wasn't like they were just accessible roads that, like, oh, we'll ride around the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, when I went to babysitter, she lived in the neighborhood. So yeah, we would ride around like that. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I hope my son will have a different set of memories. If not, there's definitely photos. There's photo evidence to support that his first bike ride was very different than mine. How old your son now? He's currently four, on his way to five okay. in a couple weeks. And you've taken him on some rides. I've, I've seen you, you do with the right taking him on some rides and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So the once again, technology mm-hmm. and 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 people that have developed new equipment have, have made things so much more accessible. Um, so. Plenty of people have always seen like the big seat that sits behind 
like the the seat you can strap onto the back of the yeah. bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And like, okay, you've got them outside, mm-hmm. but they've got no view. All they see is you <laughs> and whatever they can get right. on the periphery, mm-hmm. here to here. But they're outside doing something. Um. So, <laughs> I had the the baby carrier, baby Bjorn or whatever, mm-hmm. whichever one, the, the one is the, the front chest. Mount. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we would just go up and down on mm-hmm. a little flat street. Yeah. Just a couple feet, turn around, come back and forth. Yeah. And just, mm-hmm. cause it was those days like she, mom had gone back to work. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it'd be me and him there in the morning or mm-hmm. if she'd go in early or, or whatever, or if it was, you know, a break or whatever. So we're like, yeah. Well, we should get out and do something. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, just and there's there's another photo mm-hmm. that will probably be more famous as he gets older, where mm-hmm. he's sitting on the handlebars of my mountain bike. Yeah. Or he's sitting on the top tube, holding the handlebars. Yeah. And she's holding his back mm-hmm. and pushing it. Yeah. And he's just. <laughs> full wide open smile wide Aww. eyes just pushing in the grass just yeah. pushing in the grass nothing crazy yeah and and you got products now like the um mac rod and mm-hmm. the other one they call the shotgun i don't know what i just saying but so it is now seats that mount in front ah, of mm-hmm. the rider between yep. the stem and the rider yeah and so they're getting to this experience yeah. everything at the same rate you are yeah and then i think it's even more valuable is that if you're doing technical riding because they're mm-hmm. they're in helmet and yeah. they're actually connected so the the foot straps there's a foot strap that holds them mm-hmm. in place okay so they get to experience the forces of being in that kind of a yeah a seat in that motion yeah so i put them on the mountain bike and we've gone ride around um Brian Park, the okay. little trails back in Brian mm-hmm. Park. Yep. Um, or around the neighborhood through some corners or whatever. And he, he gets the feel. And he right. also gets to see right. what I'm doing as far as controlling yeah, the bike. It's yeah, not it's just right. turning or whatever, but brakes. Mm-hmm. And so we were out one day mm-hmm. and he reached down and grabbed a handful of brake. And okay. I wasn't expecting it. Okay. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> do not do that <laughs> you almost got me in a lot of trouble <laughs> and then second would have been the fact that we were both hurt yeah well luckily I was in a very center position so I was able to compensate yeah. for what happened because he grabbed okay. front brake yeah he grabbed brake. oh oh yeah, handful over of front the handlebar. Brake. I was like yeah don't don't do that man yeah that could have ended very poorly for, for both of us um, glad neither one of you was injured yeah yeah, you know. lived tail to tail, and now he's on his third bike. Okay. Yeah, because you know the rate the kids grow is just how it mm-hmm. goes. Um, so yeah, he's he's taking it out on trails. He's going up to Poor Farm. He he taken it out to Bryan Park. Um, taking it out to Ancaro's Landing, aka the Poop Loop. Okay. Um, and then Pocahontas will be the next big thing. So. Are you going to disown him if he decides to be a roadie? I'm not pushing anything on him, honestly. <laughs> uh, if, like, I wish he was riding it more, spe- specifically for the amount that we've invested in it. 
Um, but like as far as like, hey, daddy rides, you need to ride, or daddy races, you need to race. Like, he he has mentioned it without me bringing it up. So mm-hmm. he knows that Tuesday nights in the summer I go over to Bryan Park, mm-hmm. and he's he's now asking the question. So did you win? Aww. No, no, <laughs> daddy didn't win. Uh, this is not what I do over here. <laughs> uh, I was like, one day I'll be able to tell him, yes, I did. And I've had that opportunity two or three times this year. So it's okay. been it's been fun. He was like, you won? I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. oh. Well, um, not that he needs to get some, some life skill or benefit out of that, right? Um, if you come back home and you... Daddy didn't win, right? Mm-hmm. But Daddy wasn't like pissed off. Either. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like, oh, so okay, so it's okay not to win, right? Yeah. It's okay not to be first place, and you can still have fun. Yeah. So, so hopefully he quietly picks up on that. Uh, yeah. No, from, I don't. From ever your come response in with from like, yeah. yeah, never coming in with just the sully demeanor on my face, and mm-hmm. plus, plus it's Brian Park, so I already know where I fall in that. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, and like I said, he at this point he equates. I've gone out on a ride to mm-hmm. I probably raced. Mm, and, okay. And before I would just ride and mommy say, well, he's gone for a ride. Has he seen you race? He has. I don't think he has, honestly. Okay. I was trying to think like he may have come out to a Bryan Park, but if it was, I took mm. him there because mm. I wasn't racing that day. So I took him over on the bike seat so okay. he could see what I was Oh, okay. But he hadn't seen you race. I don't race. think okay. he's actually seen me race yet, which... I think we'll probably change this fall. Okay. Yeah, take him out to, to, to get your wife. Y'all go out and see you. See yeah, your yeah, yeah. And see what see what yeah, see what be like, does that, that thing. Does that change my performance? <laughs> like, like, are you gonna race harder because he's there, and you don't want to hear the disappointment when you're like, "Did you win? No, maybe no." Well, it's just another another chance, and still that like the racing can be enjoyable and rewarding, and it doesn't have to be. You know, you have to be first place. Yeah, you know, right? yeah. You can you can still compete, improve your performance, uh, and and you don't have to and enjoy it. So you don't have to you don't have to be first place. Yeah, we don't subscribe necessarily to Ricky Bobby in our household. <laughs> Not first. Yeah. Um. And what's something? If you could talk to to younger Lester, who was getting the mountain bike, right to commute around. Mm-hmm. Um, at JMU prior to it getting stolen, um, like what's something you would have wanted to like to tell yourself back then? If you could go back and be like, "Hey, dude, like, you should go look at this or try this." Yeah, or... this this whatever whatever you like to. If you would have had some stuff you could pass on, like what would you think you would have wanted to share with yourself uh, back then? Hmm. Other than winning lottery numbers, yeah, winning lottery numbers, or you know this. <laughs> Secretary, it's not going to be the only one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Because in some instances, I think things have played the way they have because I mm-hmm. wasn't pursuing it or there was an outside force. So it's one of those like questions like, oh, I wouldn't change much about what mm-hmm. I've done or, or what are those past experiences because it's, who is, it's what's made me today. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I might have told freshman college me, like, 
if you like riding around campus, mm-hmm. you should go check out Hillendale Park. It's mm-hmm. like right over there on the other side of campus. Yeah. Because they have trails in there. And you'll probably break yourself. But it'll be okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I. No, I mean, it all kind of came probably how it was intended to. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad the journey has been fun so far. It has. You know? It has. Um, uh, uh, Lesser, um, I'd like to, to thank you for your time and, and sharing your story um, about your riding and all of this stuff, man. Yeah, um, this has been awesome. And like I said, we've, we've been trying to get together. <laughs> Since you first floated the idea, to, yeah. at least to me, at a yawn at dawn, you're like, mm-hmm. hey, so I'm thinking about doing this thing. I was like, do it. Yeah. I, I may have said something like I was like, yeah, do it. Yeah. There's nothing like, like yeah, it. Do it. Yeah. We were rolling down the street. We were rolling down the Hermitage. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, do it, man. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very simple. Simple phrases that just hopefully lock in. Like, I can. Mm-hmm. I should. And this, you're, how many episodes are you in now? Somewhere in the 40s? Uh, this will end up being 40 something, but I yeah. think launched is like, I think 38 official episodes are out, but it'll be in the 40 something. I got a few recorded already. Yeah. Cause I saw you did one with Kim and you did one with Matt and mm-hmm. Matt's was like number 35 or something like that. Yeah. I think he's in the 30 somewhere. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. So I was like, he's but it's going clicking them off. Yeah. It is. It's going along. Um, you know, thanks to, thanks to, thanks to listeners and people deciding to participate. Um, but nonetheless, uh, thank you. I thank you for that initial encouragement uh, to actually stop this.